Vandalay has always been about helping those in need. And you all in Project Armstrong are about to show the world just how special you can become. Good evening and welcome to CORE. This is CORE for Thursday, January 26, 2023. I'm Scott Johnson with Bo Schwartz and John Jagger. Uh, that clip you heard at the top of the show is for a game that I played a whole bunch of this week. And uh, it was a game that didn't exist until this week. I don't it didn't exist until yesterday. Yeah. So how much did you play this week? I just, well, I played till the first boss and beat it. Uh, but yeah, like it's weird. It's weird that that thing happened and that it's kind of as good as it is. But I don't want to spoil it too much. We'll get to that a little bit later. All right. Important business at the top of the show. Check this out. The Lake Run stickers are now in stock. They arrived. In fact, I'll show you. I have them here so I can prove. Damn. Here's here's a real one right here. Hold it up to the camera. There's a little uh, picture uh, that I drew of Bo jumping in the lake with his undies flying behind him and a pair of uh, flippers on. Looking all stoked with VR on his shirt. And uh, for those at home, I'm saying that because you're, you know, you're not seeing the visual of the stream right now or the recorded YouTube video. You started uh, to turn it over. I actually had a panic. I was like, don't do that. Yeah, don't show me what's They'll behind there. Yeah, it's just white. Yeah. It's just white. Uh, but it also comes with one of these, which is the blue shell from the Blue Prophecy print I did uh, some years ago. Uh, isolated out into its own die cut sticker. So this is uh, the uh, uh, who is first is now last sticker. Because <laughs> that's what the blue shell does to you. Anyway, these two as a pair, two three inch quality vinyl die cut stickers in the mail no matter where you live. Free shipping worldwide available now all you got to do to get one and uh, these are limited by the way i'm not going to make them forever uh you're going to want to go right to the site over at frogpants.com slash core and there's a big old banner right there that you can't miss that will tell you uh how to get them and where to get them you just click them and it takes you to the frogpants store and you're all set so now you too can have a buddy for your own lake run <laughs> that's right put it on your water bottle stick it on your your pc uh your <laughs> notebook whatever it is but have your buddy with you next time you need to make an emergency stop at the local lake Bo, how do you feel now that it's a sticker and it's enshrined forever? How do you feel? I'm I'm honored to be the subject of folks' uh, admiration, I suppose. Awesome. Are you happy but, that I put your knee in the perfect place to block uh, any sort of penile? Uh, well, I mean, I think so. Complicated question. It's got a complicated I answer. I hadn't uh, considered it until you asked the question. I wasn't. Yeah, uh, uh, but yes, probably so that more people can enjoy it. The lack of testicles and penis probably makes it, you know, yeah. more palatable. For yeah, everyone. yeah, yeah. Better for the family, yeah. for the kids, really. So, uh, also, I've seen how you interpret things. I really don't want to know your interpretation of my penis. Um, like I, I saw, there was a guy with a big hole in his head on your frog pants art set. I was looking at your art. You know, you do like weird things. It, I do it's going to be like it's going to yeah. be hammer shaped. Yeah. No, you're right. I don't. Yeah. I, I tend to lean weird, and uh, this one led a little weird. But there's just so much glee on that face uh, that, that for this thing, you just look like you're stoked. Oh, I love it. It's great. I'm. I was inspired by it. Oh, that's good. Yes, and that'll. Well, <laughs> yeah, that it'll yeah. make sense. Yeah, I think in the coming weeks. Oh, will it? All right. 
I'm excited about whatever that means. I've been inspired by mm. your art. Ah, very nice. Well, uh, anyway, go get it. It's at frogpants.com slash core, and it's cheap. I think six bucks is what we're charging. <laughs> no shipping. It goes anywhere. You'll never find a deal like that anywhere. Go to a convention. Get a single stickers cost you like 20 bucks. Six bucks? Pfft, two of them? Uh, also, oh, I should. And talk- of me, like one of a kind. That's yeah, the one only of a kind. Sticker of me that exists in the universe. So. Yeah, there are no yeah. more of these. And John, as far as we know, is not pooping in lakes, so uh, that ain't happening for him. Not yet. Not no. yet. Uh, all right. Well, who knows where inspiration will take us? I do know it'll take us here. And talk about the game things that happened this week. Yeah, we like to talk about all of it. And so we're going to start with this one. So there was a bunch of stuff announced this week. Some of it I've we we stuck in the lower portion of the show. Because it just seemed like it wasn't that big a deal. Because we don't care as much. Just be honest. We don't care. You know much. what? You're right. We don't care. Look, I don't want Forza 7. Is it 7? Whatever but version it is. I don't think is. they have a number on it Is anymore. it just Forza Motorsports now? Is that what they call it now? Yeah. Okay. I know that the... And look, I love the Horizon series, but I'm not really a Forza pure purity guy. I don't like Gran Turismo. None of us really like hardcore into that stuff. If you tell Bo there's a VR version, maybe you'll get him. But for the most part, it's like, yeah, it's racing and it has its audience and they are amazing people with a great taste in games. And I don't want to besmirch them at all, but we put it down <laughs> lower because we don't care as much. John's right. Does something happen with them? Yeah, they make a new game. They're making it or they showed a bunch of stuff. <laughs> yeah, that cars, never happens. Cars are going to look better. So. <laughs> that, that never happens. A new game. <laughs> I know a new Lord. game. Yeah, weird. Uh, these do have some what? interesting points that we'll 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 cover a little later. But to start today, we are going to talk about Steam World Build, and this does show bias a little bit because I love everything Steam World uh, related. Every game they've ever made has been good, in, in my well, opinion. It also got announced earlier in the week. That's right. It was also an unknown. Nobody knew they were working on this. We knew they were working on something called Outlaw, which we don't have a lot of details on, other than it's in full 3D, some sort of third person thing. But this is kind of out of nowhere. It's a city builder. The more I've messed around with video and talking to people and reading uh, previews, it's basically being described as a more approachable dwarf fortress, uh, which to a lot of us who have tried dwarf fortress in its more primitive form, probably are relieved to hear because I would really like to get more of that experience without the nasty, ugly business that used to be Dwarf Fortress. It used to be a, you know, I mean, things started out and what. Oh, they just, did they just launched a new they did. graphical version, though. Yeah. They did, and I haven't tried it yet, so I'm, I can't I've been eyeballing it. it. Yeah, I'd love to get your take on it because you're good at those kind of yeah, games. I eyeballed it, too, but I, I'm, it's scary. It is scary. It is intimidating. You're not wrong. But it has this amazing, like, history and, you know, universal, universally beloved by other devs. And clearly these guys were inspired by it. So they're doing this in the SteamWorld world. And uh, they have their own ideas going on. It features above and below ground city building and management and some tower defense-like stuff that you might think would put me off. But I trust these guys. You know, they make games. Uh, they make they make genre game. They make games in genres that sometimes I have problems with. And somehow their versions make it so that stuff is not a problem for me. And I don't know why. So I'm going to I'm going to trust them here. I haven't played the demo yet, so I can't speak to the demo. I did watch a bunch of it. It looks really neat. Uh, and it felt like something in particular that Bo would really like. Um, yeah, I thought it looked pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, I'm not yeah. sure. the. I don't know if the theme is quite your theme, but I think the gameplay looked like something that was going to grab you. Um, yeah, I mean, it, 
I don't know if it has like enough unique stuff about it. I mean, I like the genre, so sure. I would, uh, yeah, I, I, I looked interesting for sure. We get a 2023 out of it. We don't have a specific date, so there's that, but the demo is up on steam and you can wishlist the game and it's, it was part of their, uh, they have a big sale right now, so probably shouldn't miss that if you can. There's a enormous sale on all things steam world, uh, and they're all cheap right now. So you should probably go get that if you are at all interested. The other game that they talked about, and I'm doing these kind of an order of what's interesting. They announced Hi-Fi Rush, which uh, nobody knew was a game. <laughs> um, this is from Tango Gameworks, which is a Bethesda studio, which is, of course, a Microsoft studio. And that's the lineage there. And they're known for things like the Evil Within 1 and 2. Um, there's some ex-Resident Evil people in there. Made me think of John um, on that team. Anyway, they built this game called Hi-Fi Rush, which nobody knew they were making, and they announced and released it in the exact same day, and it's on Game Pass the same day. It's also on Steam and everywhere else you can get stuff except, I guess, PlayStation. Um, It uh, is a third-person rhythm action game. You uh, sync your attacks to the beat, basically. Uh, You're this character named Chai, like the T. That's how it's spelled. And you're a wannabe rock star that can sense the rhythm of the game soundtrack around him. And um, you you fight and see things happen in that beat, including all the enemy movements are all to a beat as well, to the same beat. Mm. And I played this from, I think I played probably 90 minutes so far from the beginning to the first boss. And I think this game is rad. I think it's really cool. I'll talk more about it and what we played. But um, my concern was usually when there's no hype bubble or any kind of pre-announcement or anything, it usually means, oh, it's a little throwaway. It may not be a great, you know, maybe this is just a little, I, I don't know what to expect from it. Um, but I fired it up and I had a blast and it is a polished, nice looking, beautifully animated, just anime enough for people who like anime, just not anime enough for people like me where you don't want some of that cheese, but you want a little bit of that cheese. You know what I'm saying? Just some of that cheese and it's in there. Um, but it's delightfully cool and weird and fun. And the, and the rhythm based gameplay will, John, it'll probably, I know you and I played uh metal hell singer. It'll probably immediately remind you of that. Just, just like, you know, in hell singer, the, the brazzers that have, that were on fire were like beating to the music. They're like flaming yeah. up at the beat. Yeah. The it, environment really reflected it too. Yeah. This game is full of that. Everywhere you look, stuff is bopping to the beat which is there to help you get your timing down. But there is also, if you want to put it on, you can hit the select button and it'll put a, um, like a beat assistant thing at the bottom that you're kind of used to in these games where it's like lines moving toward the center and you hit it at the right time or whatever. So they like a, a lot of accessibility stuff in there, but I think that game is freaking cool and I'll get more into it later. Um, but that was a, that was interesting. Nobody saw that coming. The other thing they mentioned was the ESO expansion. Uh, called Necrom and a new class. Uh, the Arcanist is coming with that. This is the the cadence they use when they announce, uh, or this is the first, no, hold on a second. Is that right? No, they've done three new classes since the game launched. They did the Warden, they did the Necromancer, and now they've got this Arcanist. Um, here's the weird bit, though. That's all coming out in June. This is normal for them. This is how they make their game. Here's what's weird to me, watching this thing. It very quickly turned from, hey, we got a new expansion. And there's a new character. But really what we're here to tell you about today is if you've never tried our game, you should try our game. And it was like an ad uh-huh. for like first timers, come try our game. 
Well, but I think that kind of makes sense because they, when the event ended, they did a deep dive, mm-hmm. which is probably where the like, okay, this is for you nerds content would be. Yeah. But they know that there's going to be a lot of eyes on this showcase and they don't want people to just go, Elder Scrolls, who cares? Um, I don't play that game. Uh, so it kind of makes sense that they're like, hey, no, 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 we're it, don't turn us off. We're an Elder Scrolls game because they did. They name dropped Morrowind and Oblivion and Skyrim. Like they were basically like, hey, if you like Morrowind, you can go Morrowind. If you like Oblivion, look, look, look it's it's this guy. He's big. Yep. Look how great he is. <laughs> Skyrim dragons. You want to see our OK, probably not best in class dragons. Then look, here they are. They, they're there. Dragon so, beef. you yeah. know, they were really big on on Dragon selling beef. it, which mm-hmm. I think was smart. It didn't, you know, it didn't work on me, but, <laughs> but I think it was smart. I think that's that's what you do because you're already in. They want you to stick around for the after bit where they explain, OK, here's what we're doing with the systems and here's the zone and all of that. But they know for general audiences, like, let's just see if we can hook people on Elder Scrolls Online as a concept. Right. And and I think the last bit of the announcement where they're like, hey, for a limited time, you can just play everything um, reflects that as well. I was really hoping they were going to make that permanent. That would be a huge boon to say, look, everything behind uh, High Isles, which is like a lot of content, a ton. Yeah. It'd be nice if they just said, hey, when you buy the game, the base game now includes all of that. Kind of like WoW does now and Final Fantasy and others. They, you know, what has come before is now kind of part of the core. So you just get it. Um, but, I, you know, I don't know what their business model is. And, and this is the this is the thing that's interesting about an MMO company doing that. Because I think you're right. MMOs tend to cater to exactly who they know are playing their games. And those players know exactly what the game is. So it's it's a weird, different kind of marketing. You're not trying to talk to new people usually. Uh, the people that are in there are the people that are in there. And if you're going to do anything, you're going to do more broad stuff like have Shatner talk about being a shaman in a short 15-second ad back in 07 or whatever. Oh, was. Jesus. I'm <laughs> so much magic. Such a great scene in that in that commercial. Oh, Jesus. But anyway, uh, so uh, that's usually what happens. In this case, they're like, you know, have we ever really told the audience what this is? <laughs> Have we just have you have we spent ten years because that's how long it's been almost uh, just saying hey we got you know it's an MMO you know what those are check it out okay back to whatever else we're talking about and this was a chance for them to say you know what maybe none of you have really heard about what we're doing over here and they've got a strong community it's not like they're desperate or anything so I think it I think that was probably good and I'm as usual interested in it because they have superior dragons in Elder Scrolls Online compared to other MMOs although. Dragon Isles got has some pretty good dragons. I'll put it that way. But that that Final Fantasy stuff. I don't know if you've seen it, John. Those Final Fantasy dragons. What a yeah. pile of shit. What a what a bad idea. What an ugly set of circumstances we're dealing with there. You, you know? know, it's really about substance. And uh, whereas most games just settle for oh scary monster, one game dares to make you feel something. It's mm. certainly not Elder Scrolls Online. Yeah. Unless you just want to go. Oh yeah, look. People have to learn how to 3D model somewhere, and I guess this is where they do it. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, that's a very unfair assessment, but I like it. I like it. We'll stick with that one. Anyway, so that's the thing. What else? Oh, uh, we have a way better idea of what Redfall looks like, and I uh, thought it was interesting that they kept harping on the idea that you, by yourself, or with friends, they want to make sure people know they can play this on their own. Nobody knows what the hell this game was. I agree. Like, yeah. I... 
I didn't know what this game was. I'm way more excited about this game, but I was definitely one of the people, and this came out, I want to say, like, a week or so ago. And even hearing the quote, I was like, I still don't really know what that means. But up until, like, a week ago, I thought this was Left 4 Dead with vampires. Yeah. Like, that's what I 100% believed this game was. I did, too. And so I don't think I'm alone, because I've heard that from plenty of other people going, oh, that's that Left 4 Dead with vampires game. And it is not that at all. Uh, it's it's not even remotely that. So it's I not. think they no. <laughs> I mean, I watched can, the thing. It looks like Left for Dead with vampires. Well, and you I can watched it. you what can did, co-op what, right. Like, you, what did I miss? You can co-op for sure. But what else? So John explained. No, I clearly missed details. So right. I don't think it was clearly explained. But more akin to like Far Cry. Um, it is a open world game with up to four player co-op with a mission structure where you go from point to point. It does have some random dungeon elements built into it, but more or less you're dealing with a set world and zones that you slowly take back control from. So you're looking at more of a Far Cry game than you are a Left 4 Dead game. Right. Big open world missions to do, side questing, um, that kind of stuff. It's just the unique part here is that, hey, what if three more people could hang out with you and do it with you and... Um, so in, in a weird way, it's their fault because they, they originally showed it off and it just looked like, oh, four player co-op left for dead. And then that's all they really said. Borderlands, but maybe with less RPG elements. Maybe, maybe. Yeah, maybe that's yeah. There's a, there's a little bit of that because they definitely showed like picking up loot and mm-hmm. uh, quality of guns and stuff like that. I, I mean, I'll say this. I'm way more excited in what it is now than what I thought it was before. Yeah, 100%. Not to say that I don't like left for dead, but. I feel like that genre has kind of been just a letdown recently. Like, I still kind of feel like we peaked at Left 4 Dead 2, and we have not really improved. Well, maybe Vermintide. We peaked yeah. at Vermintide. Yeah. Dar- Dark Tide really may, Dark Tide may yet prove out, you know, if they're, if they're serious Dark about it. awesome. We're going to talk more about Dark Tide a little bit later. Yeah, that's it's true. Good. True. Um, but it, it's... I, I don't, I'm not hungry for one of those. I, I will play an open world game with vampires because I get a little sick of the Far Cry. You you already know I feel this way. I get sick of just shooting people. Yeah. <laughs> like, you don't want to do people. pots on their heads. So. These guys, these vampires are weird too. Like big, long, weird arms. Like they've, they've, they're going with their own twist here. And I'm happy for that. I don't want your typical pouty. Yeah, one day we will take over the humans. This is more like weird, wicked, you know, Peter in the basement kind of vampires, for lack of a better way of putting it. Um, I I like this Nosferatu floating long arm looking bullshit um, more than I do the typical. So, yeah, I'm, I came away way more interested. I already like Arcane. Um, they don't make bad video games, generally speaking. So this seems cool. And we have a date, May 3rd. Bo, will you be playing this game when it comes out mm, i don't know not sure eh did we uh, did we like, that's a, i'm not excited for it if that like it like as good as it looks i'm like you know i don't know like there's nothing there's nothing i thought it was a left for dead as of two minutes ago so and then was that more, <laughs> you know I, i'm just processing now but I, i'm definitely not uh stoked for it was that more you know, more exciting as a left for dead like ish than it would have been as what we've just described no i mean it's just I think if I can just sum up my reaction to the entire direct, I'm like, there's a ton of games. I haven't gotten to like 50 games I want to play. Like, throw more on the pyre. Like, you know, I look at it and feel happy. Like, I'm like, oh, it looks cool. But 
I have to be realistic about the time I can spend with all of them. And it's like, okay, well that's, you know, I, that may be a fun time for someone. It may be a fun time for me. Mm-hmm. I was really looking forward to dark tide. I, I had a sense that we were all going to be playing and that didn't pan out. So I sort of have that feeling with most of these kinds of games Yeah, that like, I won't have time and it won't be a thing. So sure. Well, you know, we won't get the coordination together. So I'm a little like, okay, it looks great, but you know, a lot of it can know. come down to, uh, a lot of it comes down to will the game end up being what it needs to be for us to do that you know like in Vermintide's case we missed you know there wasn't even a launch of that game it was just like hey we should get into this and it just grabbed us whereas a lot of times these got these games try to be that game that's going to grab us and they fail maybe this will be one that does that maybe it won't but it always feels like that's we're just waiting. It doesn't for have to grab us on launch either. Right. Like this game could be up for six years and on year seven, it's like, well, it was a lot of fun. We were able to coordinate the time. It's hitting right, you know. Yeah. So, like, do I need to play this on launch? No, I'll play it when the circumstances arise. I don't know if that's good for the business to hear stuff like that or, you know, but I don't know that it's a reflection of whether it's bad or whether or not someone looked forward to it. It looks cool. I like the blood everywhere, you know, like, but um, there's a long list of cool games at this point so it looks yeah. all right I'm i mean excited. the nice thing is we we get to try it it's on game pass like yeah. there's no reason not to give it a go no. um, i don't want to poo-poo so. it too hard because we might, i might play it the day of launch and say it's the best thing ever but like just judging by what was presented it looks like another game that's on the way <laughs> like, you i know, am like, curious because yeah. i do think this is part of the downfall of of dark tide mm. and one of the issues and i i hope they get out and say something in advance of launch uh and something clear as to whether or not people who purchase it on other platforms will be able to play with game pass people oh yeah um, that would be I great i think the lack of support of that you know doesn't really matter whose fault it is uh hurt dark tide because i think you had a lot of people excited about playing it on game pass uh, and then all of a sudden it's like, well, anybody's playing on steam, you can't play with them. So, you know, sorry. Yeah. Uh, I know we ran into a little bit of that. We had a listener who was kind enough to gift dark tide. Um, but then we had some friends that were like, well, oh, the only way I'm going to get to play it is through game pass. So that stuff can become a problem. And I think companies need to do a better job of knowing in advance, whether that's going to happen. Uh, and in the case of Dark Tide, like I said, we'll talk about it more. But now it's you know not even the nice to thing Xbox about a game like while, so the, mm-hmm. the nice thing about a game like Dark Tide is because it's designed fairly linearly. Like the match, I, I was always playing with four players. Like even though I wasn't able to play with friends, I can play with four players. But Borderlands, I'm not going to play with random people. It's not designed the same way. So if it, if it's more like this, it makes it less accessible as a multiplayer game and like a looking for group queue because you know I, I don't. The level of sociability is like when it's focused, like looking for a dungeon. It's just about everyone's knowledge about how to complete the right. mission. Right. Yeah. So I don't know. It still looks cool though. Yeah. yeah. Looks neat. And, uh, you know, like I say, Arcane doesn't make crap. It's just a matter of whether it's going to be everyone's taste or not. But uh, we shall see. So those were the big ones. Uh, we'll talk about Forza and Minecraft and that other stuff <laughs> a little bit later. And the rest to follow. Yeah, there is definitely more coming up. We'll get to it all. But right now... Oh, I forgot to put it in here. Crap! Hold on a second. Crappity, I got a, crappity. I got a thing to give. You know what? I'll use one of these. Um, normally, we have a thing right here, and I just space putting it in today. But here it is. This is a Patreon message. But I'm going to go ahead and read a thing that from someone who I know is a patron, but he sent this through the text thing. 
All right. Oh, okay. So, Look at that. Yeah, that'll that'll be helpful. Uh, this is Will who says, um, "Oh, this is interesting. <laughs> I'll just go ahead and read it. No question. Just wanted to let you guys, uh, and especially Bo, know that just uh, uh, that we just adopted a puppy, and in honor of Core's Canadian Bear Grills, decided to use the command <laughs> Lake Run to teach her that when she needs to go potty. Love everything you guys do, <laughs> Will. So Bo, they bought a dog." And now they, if it needs to go, they say need to do a lake run, and then that's how they know. Wow, that's it's getting awesome. better and better. <laughs> really taking on a, a life of its own. <laughs> I that, love that's it. nice. That's that's a nice thing to know. I'll, yeah, it is that's nice. Great. That's a it's, wholesome it thing. It sounds nicer than I have to go to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. I have to go use the restroom. Like a lot of these, I think. I gotta go take a lake run. Sounds way nicer. It sounds like you're, you know, working on like self improvement. You're getting out to nature. <laughs> it like. Sounds like you're taking a jog. It sounds like fitness. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the way I look at it, you know, people of a certain age would say, "I need to see a guy about a horse" or whatever they would say. You know, these old these old phrases. Yeah. But, or I gotta go to the boys' room, drop yeah. the kids off at the pool. Exactly. Now we have a um, new generation, a new gotta phrase. Drop a deuce, a classic deuce yep. dropping. Yeah. None of those are as nice as take a lake run. So congratulations. You've done it. Coined uh, a term. <laughs> All right. Actually, I think someone else did. I just <laughs> was the inspiration. I didn't coin it myself. Could have been. Um, all right. Let's get to the games we played this week because we have some. And uh, they're, they're numerous, as usual. And I don't have the right tab up. That's why I'm killing time. Here we go. All right. I'm going to start with Hi-Fi Rush. I think Hi-Fi Rush is rad. And um, part of the reason I like it is the com- the promise of the combat being fun is is there. Um, you would hope so in a game where it's all about sort of the rhythm. It's not a traditional rhythm game, though. You could kind of mash your way through it. And they tell you that. They're like, look, if you don't want to be exact about it, you may not deal as much damage, but you can still play this game. Um, but hitting the notes and getting the rhythm right is uh, is a boon to your progression because you will get more, you will cause more damage when you're hitting them right. And there's lots of finishers, lots of combos. Starts real simple, can get more complex as you go, as much as you want it to be. You can stick with the early combos if you want. Um, but basically, they boil it all down to uh, your light and heavy attack. So X, is, X and Y on controller. And they highly recommend you use a controller. I do as well. I didn't try. I didn't try my keyboard. Uh, this is kind of Game Pass. You can play it on your Xbox as well. But anyway, uh, gosh, what do I say about it? There's a lot of a lot more exploration than I thought. The world is kind of wacky. The art style is cell shaded, but kind of next level cell shading. It feels like I don't know when I'm looking at animated sequences that are pre-done versus in-game. That's how smooth it is. That's nice. Maybe the whole time they're doing the one same thing and it's all game engine stuff. It's all running on Unreal 5, so that may have something to do with it. But you know how in Spider-Verse, the character animation and the world animation don't match on frame rate? So the characters are like 24 frames or... Maybe it's 15 in the world at 24. It whatever. changes over time. That's part of their visual storytelling. Right. The Spider-Verse. Just to get super nerdy about it. Yes. Yes. That, that, <laughs> I'm glad you said that because uh, there may be some of that going on here too. But I'm running this at 120 frames per second. But it has that effect of the characters are moving at a 
at a at a slow not slower but a lower frame rate when you're doing cutscenes and stuff and the actual gameplay um it's smoother i think but it's hard to tell like where it stops or where it starts and i think that's yeah. to its credit because it doesn't feel janky or 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 wrong or whatever um but they use that 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 stuff in the game and then it just gives it this very i'm in a cartoon kind of vibe um in a way that I'm not used to with these games, I usually am like, oh, cell shaded. It just looks like a video game with bad texturing, or those lines are jaggy, or you know. I usually have other other problems with it. This this is a really really solid, uh, p- very polished look to everything I'm playing. Um, it's tricky. It's uh, it's really satisfying to figure out some of these puzzles. This is later in the game for stuff I don't even have yet. This magnet thing this kid's using is pretty cool. The sense of humor I think is pretty good. Lots of pratfalls and goofy stuff like that. Uh, the bosses are big and badass, and also everything a boss does is based on rhythm. And there's something really cool about that. And also, it's full of real songs, like licensed songs. There's a streamer mode, so you can play it without any of that and not get in trouble. But um, if you're playing by yourself, it's it's full of like Nine Inch Nails and, oh gosh, the Black Keys, and I can't remember all the other bands I saw so far. Uh, but like I said, I got to the first boss, beat it. Uh, had a really good time with it and couldn't wait to talk about it tonight. So, so far, huge thumbs up. I was, I went in skeptical and came out really liking it. And in some ways, this is like a throwback to like GameCube PS2 era. Um, yeah. But it's more than that. I don't know. It's hard to explain, but it's, it's a very cool game and I think really worth playing. Oh, like Spider-Verse, they include a lot of text in the, in the world. So like, when you hit something real hard, you get like a brief little comic booky looking boom or bang or whatever. It's all very subtle. Uh, lots of Japanese iconography. Uh, yeah, I don't know what else to say about it. Oh, your main weapon is a is a guitar that you formed with uh, robot parts. So that's pretty cool. <laughs> and it's good. And it's mostly oh, like the whole thing's voiced. And there's a cat everybody loves already. And that little floating thing next to me is a is the cat head. But when you're doing cutscenes, it morphs back into a regular cat shape. And it's like a little robot cat. And he's super cute. Uh, the game's good. Yeah, I'm gonna have to check it out. Yeah, It'd be easy to do with Game Pass stuff. That was, I mean, that's part of the appeal of like these Microsoft conferences again it's really nice to look at it and go it kind of doesn't matter how much i care or think i'm interested i can try it this is a game i would never buy because i have a bad history with rhythm games mm-hmm. uh i just they i always think i will like them more than i do yeah but it's very very easy for me to actually like say well I'll just try it yeah I'll just install it and i'll try it that's what i'll do yeah i thought i'd be in for 15 minutes to get a taste and i set I, I got through all the progression that until it got to a place where I was kind of stopped and I went, okay, well here's where I can save. But I was never like, I never felt like getting out. In fact, I didn't want to quit then, but there's like a hub you can go to and do stuff in between major missions. And, um, you're hanging out with this girl I just met. I, I'm sure there's more going on with her later on. I don't know. Um, lots of hidden stuff. That's the other thing I like is the exploration's pretty strong where you just want to look around every corner and find these little parts that help you upgrade your skills and all that. Um, anyway, it's really good. Highly, highly recommend it. And I, I guess hats off for them making a game nobody knew about and then making it available the day they talked about it and then having it be good. Because I can't remember the last time that happened. Maybe it was what Fallout Shelter did that. That was kind of a cool game, but mobile as hell. Um, it was a real hit at the time, though. Yeah, it was a big deal. 
I played a bunch oh, of that it. That was pretty sweet. Yeah, it's cool. I recommend it. Uh, especially at Game Pass, no, there's no reason not to check it out. All right, now the game I want to talk about that I'm the most excited about this week. <laughs> a little indie. Might have a little bit of chore course. I'll play this. Work harder! Uh, it's a weird game. Um, we've talked a few times, and I know, well, lately, because we talked about the Oberdin game, but um, Lucas Pope's first game, Papers, Please, is one of my favorite games ever. I love that game. And... Um, even though it's really just about sorting paperwork and checking how accurate your, <laughs> your procedures are. And it's, it's kind of, if you think about mechanically what you're doing, that game is just weirdly, it's just business. It feels like, but somehow it made it, it made it into an incredible experience. Um, somebody had said to me, well, then you should be playing uh, strange horticulture, which I said, mm-hmm. well, what the hell is that? It's an indie game came out last year that, is this little, uh, I, I guess you're, it's also back in time. So you're in like maybe the 18th century, but you're in this, um, this old English, uh, countryside. And in this town, your uncle left you. Tell me if this doesn't sound like a lot of video games. Your uncle left you a horticulture business where you maintain plants, discover new ones, find out what special leaves and petals do medicinally or, you know, some of them uh, cure heartburn or, you know, weird things like that. And you have this collection of these plants. Uh, you also have, as you can see in the video, uh, those watching live, um, there's books and little pieces of paper and trinkets and stuff that you pull out onto this table and you use to kind of figure things out, which is the very papers please part of this. And what happens is people will come to your little door. You, you, you hit the little bell. They come up like a customer and they say things like, Oh, my eyes have been bugging me. And you're like, well, I haven't identified any eye plants that help your eyes yet. So now the process begins. And that process is looking through this book. Okay. I found the Latin name. Give everybody milk of the poppy. Like Game of Thrones. (laughs) There is the, there is a, uh, there it is right there. Shaolin's poppy or something. I think that might be, what is that? (laughs) Shaolin St. John's. St. John's. Uh, St. John's poppy. That's it. Uh, Shaolin poppy. (laughs) Shaolin poppy. I read that wrong. Anyway, uh, these aren't labeled when you get in, so you don't know what these plants are yet. So you do things like put them under the microscope and look at the description. And it's like, okay, those leaves sort of look like what the book says, but the color doesn't match exactly. So you're just trying to find them the right thing. And if you find the right thing, you can plop it into his hands. And now he's got he's got the thing. And it will say, oh, congratulations, you, you, you labeled that right. And now there's a label on that thing. Um, if you are going through the plants like this guy's doing right now before he even gets a customer, you can actually apply labels ahead of time because you can look through the book and go, oh, this one matches that. So we're going to put a label on this one and call it that. That way it'll save me time when the customer comes. Um, I haven't used that as much. I usually do it kind of on the fly while they're there because it kind of works the same. So I guess depends on what you want to do. There's also a map, the map of the entire countryside. And some people will give you hints. They'll come up and go, I heard over there in the cliffs of Ding Dong or whatever, uh, there's a plant that'll cure cancer Shaolin or something. Shaolin Cliffs. Yep, the Shaolin Cliffs. And you'll go, oh, and you'll open the map and you'll look around. You'll, oh, there's the place he was talking about. And you'll click it. You basically explore it and you'll come home with new plant uh, uh, samples. And this place is full of witches and weird shit. And so people are always coming in going, I've, I need to sacrifice my my aunt she's become possessed by a spirit and i require and then she'll 
ask for a certain plant with certain properties. And you always have the ability to find it, but the puzzles get a little trickier about how do I know what this is called? And all I have is this Latin name and what she's calling it isn't right. And you got to like use these letters you get. The, the postman gives you hints, letters, letters that come that are full of hints. And you need to read those and go, oh, this one says, okay. Like you just suss it out. Um, it's, it's a, in a way it's a detective game, but in the way that papers, please was a detective game. It was more. This sounds great. Yeah, yeah. This sounds like, uh, I mean, this sounds like return of the Oberdin to what in a way too, where yeah. it's like, you've, you've got so much information to work with and you have to discern a lot from a little, like I'm, I've immediately wishlisted this. I might buy this. I think it's on sale uh, for like 11 bucks right now, which is a total. This steal. sounds really cool to me. Can you accidentally commit a murder? Uh, I don't know. Cause I'm, I don't know that I'm far enough to tell you that for, for sure, but maybe <laughs> I might've, I Never, don't know. Like someone's like, I have a toothache and you give them a plant that's like smoking and shaking <laughs> a little and just be like, take three of these. Well, there, there are some that say, don't give anyone these leaves. They will poison even to the touch, things like that. So probably oh, there's some of that. Do, well, do it. Why didn't you immediately well, you try know, this? I don't want to F it up. Happen. Oh, well, here's the main. Okay. I haven't told well, you Well, Here's the wonderful thing about video games, Scott, you can start over again when they, when the <laughs> government comes and shuts you down, you just re start the game that's true but here's what here's so that thing at the bottom left corner it looks like a droopy dead planet says the rising dread um this is a weird thing in the game that i haven't quite figured out yet but when i give the wrong plant to somebody it doesn't end the game if okay so if i do that three times i've done it you know three different times in the same day i am i black out and i wake up with a puzzle in front of me and the puzzle is sometimes a big broken medallion that I have to put the pieces back into place. Or sometimes it's I need the right key for the proper keyhole. Um, and it has these and has weird stuff it tells you while all that's going on. And once you do that, you come back. And it's like, okay, I'm back in the store. I can take customers again. And so there's some story there that's going to play out. I don't know what it is yet. But when you F up, it, it does, mo- even though those puzzles are fun, it motivates you to not want to do them because it's like, oh, no, I don't want to. I don't want to go there anymore. That's a scary place. I don't want to be there. So you try not to F up. Um, what was the other thing I was going to say about that? Oh, after a day ends, you're in this ethereal space where you're you're taking one card off of a deck and being told a little bit of story while you do it. This glowy blue deck. And you take a card and you flip it around and it's got like a, a symbol on it or a half drawing or a torn corner. So you can't read it all. Or I still don't know where, where those are going to lead me. But it's got all this weird intrigue um, that's part of this bigger story. And in the meantime, you're inspecting plants and herbs and giving them to the right people and making sure the shop's running and acquiring new stuff. And you got a big magnifying glass and uh, there's a bunch of other stuff that comes later. Anyway, this game is cool. And it was on sale, which is the main reason I grabbed it. It was only 11 bucks. I think it still is. Nine, oh, it's even less. Eight, 974, is that US? Is that dollars? It says... The chat says anyway. Uh, yeah, nine seventy four, nine nine dollars and seventy four cents. Absolutely me. worth the money. I paid eleven. I don't know why another sale happened that shaved more money off, but uh, worth it. I think even the fifteen or sixteen it is normally would be worth it. And um, it is if you're looking for this detective type shit and chilling, you should. It's currently at overwhelmingly positive across the board. It deserves it. It's rad. 
I'm really glad I found it. Oh, and it plays great on Steam Deck, but a little small on the text. Um, you can there's a setting, and this is this guy playing right now is using the setting where all the fonts are bigger and uniform. Whereas on desktop, there it's like handwritten on this note, and this letter might be a different handwriting style, and that's all fine on a computer. I'd I'd recommend it there, and I would play with a mouse over controller, but it will it does play and is certified for deck if you want to play it there. Um, anyway, can't say enough about it. Love it. I've been playing some really great uh, indies lately, and this is definitely one of them. It is called Strange Horticulture, and I would highly recommend it to anyone who keyed off any of those things I said. So <laughs> check it out. And I finally played, speaking of, man, playing all these 22, uh, 2022 games I never played uh, that I meant to at the time, uh, Cult of the Lamb. Are you familiar with Cult of the Lamb? I've yeah. played it. I want to get further into it. I feel like I always get to the exact same spot and then bounce off of it, but I really like what I've played of it. Well, Cult of the Lamb is cool, and they just did a big update to add a whole bunch of quality of life stuff as well as some some more complex combat stuff. But basically, it's it remains the same. You're a lamb. It's This is a Devolver digital joint. Um, another company that rarely makes anything I don't like. And um, they made another game I really like. So the best way I could describe it is you go on missions to go kill stuff uh, in random dungeons, roguelike style, like almost any game you can think of that does this. Um, trying to think of one. Like who's the crying baby one? Uh, uh, Binding, Binding of Isaac. <laughs> Binding of Isaac, yeah. I could think of the name. Um, it's those kind of dungeons, you know, a, they're random. You get a little map up in the corner. It tells you you can go left, right, or up, down when you finished it. They drop resources and gold, and you get XP, and you get items, and you can upgrade your items oftentimes. You go get these cards from a tarot card reader, and those are basically your 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 buffs for the run. Uh, the video showing that right now. Um, and then you go fight some more. When you're done fighting, you go back to your town or your, your cult that you created. Mine is called Chodeville. Okay. Yep, you can name it whatever you want. Doesn't surprise me. No, I like to name things after Chode for some reason. So I did that. And at Chodeville, uh, and you can rename it too. So if you don't like it, you can always go back. Um, <laughs> you know, in case you don't want to be stuck with Chodeville. Exactly. This is where your cult members are. And a lot of them are there because you you rescued them in the fighting. So you went out and you fought and you got a boss. And that boss, when you fit, beat the boss, all the boss stuff melted away. And underneath was a little innocent deer or something, uh, some animal. And then you convert him to your to your cause. And then when you go back, he's there waiting for you and ready to join your cult. And at the cult, they do all sorts of things for you. You can have them do different uh, jobs for you. Like you need to tend the gardens, which are a little bit like what you do in Animal Crossing, except you're making them do it instead of you doing it. Um, they poop and you got to pick up their poop. And you can now use their poop for uh, for uh, fertilizer on the stuff you're growing. Um you can, if they dissent and they start being like a little bit anti you and they're starting to tell the other uh, cult members that I don't know if I believe him anymore, then you can put that guy in shackles and re-educate him every day. You can walk yeah. up to him and click him and say, re-educate and it'll do a little dance and, you know, over time he'll, he'll, <laughs> he'll, he'll do a thing that makes you not think about what the real life, real to life equivalent would be. And, yeah. And, uh, all of these know. things are a little, they're all a little bit, um, suspect if this was a realistic game that wasn't a bunch of cute animals it'd be horrific it'd be horrific but because it's these animals and you're a cute little sheep with big gooey eyes and 
everything is like that, it it softens it all up and makes it kind of hilarious that it's in there at all. Um, you go to a church and do sermons for all your people. This is just a regular activity you do when you're back home. And when you do that, it it, it builds devotion in them. Uh, you can set up, you can uh, establish doctrines while you're there. And some of those doctrines are like, we're going to have a giant feast and then sacrifice one of you at the end of the thing. Um, <laughs> and it, it sounds and it, great, man. And, and it has awesome. all these, all these benefits and boosts to your town or to you or to your group or whatever. Um, uh, you can marry, you can marry some of them. Uh, they age and die out. So you want to keep, you know, finding new people. And, um, the the place you can really get that place rocking with like you know different buildings and and capabilities and gardens and uh mine you can mine for for uh stone and wood after the stone and wood that's already there is is harvested you have other ways of doing it uh there's so much more there's a missionary thing where i can send guys off to do it reminds me of like um uh the the star wars mmo you send your companions off to do work while you're gone or the or the table and wow and like that kind of um, if they die or vomit or shit someplace that you don't want them to, and you don't take care of it, it can cause illness that can spread. So now you got a bunch of sick people. You have to make them sleep it off before yeah, they'll be okay. Why do you as the cult leader have to take care? <laughs> That's of what I say. That's exactly what I say. I was like, come on now. So as the game progresses though, you gain the ability, you unlock abilities to, to, to give jobs to your people that make them do all the dirty work. So stuff you don't feel like doing, there you go. they'll That's do for a proper you. Cult now. Yeah, yeah, I agree. That's a proper cult. I guess sure. you can't open the cult with that. Like if you go join my cult now, please go pick up poop. You're going to have a lot of dissent. But if you're, if they see you doing it, they're like, Oh, leads by yeah, example. First, and first you gotta make line. Yep. First you gotta make people buy stickers of you with your pants off. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> then they'll pick up your shit. You're absolutely right. Um, it's cool. I like it a lot. It keeps doing new things is the thing I like about it. I think the most it's been one of my favorite things I've had on steam deck and I'm pissed that twice now my battery died. It gave me a notification that my battery was going to die and I didn't notice it cause I was so engrossed. And then I had to oh. reboot and I lost my save, but it's okay. It's oh, it, no, well, it was, a, it was, I hadn't progressed that much since the last save. So Would you fine. want it to make like a beepy sound? Um, like, go, rah, 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 rah. like, is there a way to, it'd be cool if it vibrated or something. Cause it can, it's got, it's got haptics. I don't know why they don't do that, but, and maybe it doesn't, I still missed it. I don't, I don't know, but anyway, it's cool. I really like it. Um, it's definitely leans into this whole, like, <laughs> uh, what are some of the most horrible things a cult leader could do? And then let's wrap it all in this cute animal stuff. And it just makes it seem twisted, but fun. Like it's hard to explain. Yeah, let me make it subversive. It makes it palatable, but yeah. it's like, yeah, it's reveling in all the worst parts of what this is. Yeah, exactly. And there's also the other thing is this is this does portend that there is, uh, you know, that there's supernaturalness going on. This isn't just like Jim Jones getting a bunch of people to drink Kool Aid. It's it's you know you're answering to a higher power when you when you portal these people in they're going into a big red scary portal so you know it's like they're leaning into oh, all of this stuff the is- culture okay it's like more acceptable if it actually if we have confirmation <laughs> right. that there's another that, that there's like <laughs> a world beyond ours right yeah kind of like if we actually if god was actually around we'd stop 
prosecuting a lot. Of, like if we could actually see like, oh, hey, buddy, how's it going? He parts the clouds, wave to him. We'd be like, yeah, I guess you can join cults. It seems like a good idea. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> In God's favor, just take scoop my poop. And I'd be like, I think I want to go to the pearly gates, man. Let's start scooping some shit up. Exactly. Um, yeah. It's cool. And it reviewed really well at the time. And I remember thinking, well, this is a game I would always buy. Why am I not buying this? And I finally did. And then it sat there for a while. And I finally got around to it. And I couldn't put it down. Uh, this was my lay in bed and play forever game this last week. So uh, highly recommend it. It's great. It's very great. Cult of the Lamb. I'm not that far, but I'm far enough to kind of, I think I kind of know where things are headed. I don't know if there's an end game to this. Uh, the story may play out. I, I don't know, but um, it's really neat what they're doing. And they seem super dedicated to like, you know, they've got a whole roadmap of like, all right, here's the stuff we want to do now post launch. And also we're going to put a, we're doing a DLC. We're going to add a bunch of stuff. Oh, there's a, I forgot to tell you, there's fishing. There's some fishing in there. Yep, you guys can't have a cult without some fishing. Yeah. You don't have to make a game and not put fishing in. It's like, yeah, there's a cooking mini game. Um, I'm an idiot because I didn't realize that when you cooked food, the food, it was important to read the recipes because some of the recipes are straight up made out of shit. It'll say, this is made out of poo. Don't make this or they'll all get sick. But I was like, well, I have all this stuff. I'm going to just make whatever that is so they have food because they're all hungry. And then they're all eating poo and dying on me or getting sick. And I'm like, damn it. They're barfing all over my town because no I made. Nobody likes your cult, man. <laughs> I took, it took a while for me to get, to just slow down and like pay attention to some of those details because the game's got <laughs> deep. Poor followers are just sitting there like, what does yours taste like? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I gotta tell you, mine's not very good. Some of the food is really good for them, but that says 25%. It'll tell you in the recipe, this has a 25% chance of them pooping immediately, but a 80% chance. I've had meals like that. Exactly, right? Um, But then it'll say there's like a 75% chance they'll increase their devotion to you as well by some number. So it's a it's a worthy risk, and it's not a big deal because if they poop right then, I'm there to clean it up. It's fine. Now I've got fertilizer. I can use that on the on the food we're gonna eat tomorrow. Uh, it's rad, and every every little dude is uh, nameable. Um, there's a bunch yeah, of have skins. you named any of them after your friends? Not yet. Uh, that's okay. coming though. Because I did immediately, but yeah, you, know. you can do that. What'd you name your t- your co- your cult? I don't remember. Yeah, it was probably good yeah, though. I bet it was good. While. It um, wasn't Chode Valley or anything like that, but it was, <laughs> you know, it was something. I did the same thing, and I didn't talk about it today, but I played a, a coffee shop simulator for, for Chorecore. I'm not far enough to say much about it, but I named it Chodes, and um, I put <laughs> a video up on Twitter, and people are like, uh, of course you named it Chodes. And I forgot I even did it. I was like, oh, yeah, I named it Chodes. I should probably be careful when I put stuff on. Yeah, you're not worried about getting lost in the fantasy at all, are you? Everything's <laughs> no. a genius show. <laughs> I don't know why I do it. It's just my go-to. It's easy to type, I guess. But anyway, uh, yeah, I, I think this game's are uh, uh, one not to be missed uh, if any of that stuff sounds fun to people. And they kneel. This is the hard part. Like, there's games like this that exist. Dave the Diver also does this really well, which I talked about last week, but... Games like Moonlighter, which was go into dungeons, get a bunch of stuff, come upstairs, and then during the day, sell it. There's like a sales simulator thing happening up here, and then there's a roguelike dungeon crawler down here. This is that too, but I think this, along with Dave the Diver, are better at that loop. It doesn't feel disjointed and 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 weird, or one is way funner than the other. They're both like full of really fun stuff to do. 
And I feel like that's a, a real strength of the game. So, and the combat's really fun. So anyway, check it out. It is called Cult of the Lamb. Uh, 24 bucks on Steam, and it's also on consoles and all that other stuff. Um, then I played a bunch of the regular stuff I always play. I don't have to get into those. Let's uh, fly it over to John here, who uh, I saw a lot of decorating and home stuff for you. So what do you yeah. do? John, John's uh, chats to us were real different this week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I. Uh, so what's not different is I was playing Final Fantasy fourteen. Uh, I may have talked about it in the past. Uh, popular MMORPG, Fantastic Dragons, um, many other qualities about it. But one aspect of the game that I had never touched was doing home design because the game does feature prominent uh, housing and uh, furnishings and stuff like that. Um, it has a robust like guild housing system and player housing system. It is in a perpetual housing crisis, much like real life. It is very difficult to get a house in Final <laughs> Fantasy. Um, they did expand, though, uh, to where... And actually, Scott, I did put a link if you want to put some of my stream up there. Oh, yeah. To see what I built. Yeah, um, well, I love it's that. It's in the dock. Here it is. Because you never know what... These Final Fantasy fans are so thirsty all the time. You never know what you're going to see when you just pull up random gameplay. That's true. You, get, you just get into whatever. <laughs> um, but uh, anyway, so I I tried to get a house. Um, they in the latest patch, they really expanded things up to where they were going to offer more potential houses. And I tried to get one. I had a 100 percent chance to get the house that I bid on right up until the night before the the auction. Um, and then uh, somebody else bid and I lost. So I did not get my house. Uh, I oh. remain homeless. Oh, but I wait. am part of a guild. Describe that bidding thing. That's curious to me. You bid for homes and then people. Yeah. So the way it works is that at certain date intervals, uh, any housing plot that is available, you can go up to, and it has a placard and it has a set cost price to bid on the home. And, uh, it's, it's expensive and you bid on the home and then they have a drawing at a certain point and they, they draw a number between whatever number uh, of people that bid and whoever got that number gets that plot. Mm. And they have a certain amount of time to claim it, build on it, and kind of establish that they're there. And then it becomes their plot. You do have to, I don't know if it's like like a, a ownership fee or how it works, but you do it, you can eventually lose it. Um, so you do have to make sure that you maintain it because, like I said, there's a crisis. Like there, More players want homes than homes exist in the game. Um, especially because individual homes and free company, which is guild housing, uh, share the same space. Um, and right now what I'm running around for those who can see, uh, this is the, our free company or guild house. Yeah. Um, so what I decided to do, cause I had really gotten it in my head that I was going to learn how to, how to decorate and do the whole thing. I decided, well, I didn't get the house. It's going to be about a week or so until I can get the chance to do another one. So I am going to dedicate myself to learning this and I will just decorate my apartment because you may not be able to get a house, but you can get an apartment within your guild house or they have kind of like generalized apartments in the housing area as well. And so I did that. I set up an apartment and I just started decorating and I got so hooked on this. (laughs) It's like animal crossing uh but with better tools yeah. and it's just 
it's just addictive in the same ways that animal crossing is. It's like, yeah, yeah. I like how this looks. I like how this looks. And then you go, well, this was really easy to put together and do. I'm going to take it all apart and do it all over again. Wow. Um, and it's, it's fun. And the way you can kind of mix things together and uh, kind of adjust it so that, you know, like one of the features that, that my room has um, which it's now back up on the screen is if you look in the back, there's a window and it looks like it's raining outside. That's an illusion that's created by taking multiple pieces and putting them together. That's a picture frame of outside. That's a water partition slightly pushed through the uh, picture partition. So it looks like raindrops coming through and then surrounded by planters to look like it's outdoors. So you kind of stack all these elements together and put together something really great. And uh, that's what I did. And I've been hooked on it. Um, since then, since the stream that you're showing, I took all of this down, started all over, and did a completely different office. Just because I'm having that much fun doing it. So let me ask you this question. When I did some ESO housing, that's a similar system, except I think everything's instanced and it's just a matter of whether you can afford the building. So it's not a bidding situation or you'll lose the land kind of thing. That's inter- I didn't know that about this game, so that's really interesting to hear. Yeah. Um, that game... The, the the challenge of it or where they make it gamey is that you got to either be a really skilled craftsman to build the things you want to build, have all the right recipes, have the right uh, professions to build the things you want to build, or you got to buy them or you get them at auction or you discover them in the world or a quest drops one or whatever. Um, and that's how you build out your, your spaces. Um, and as far as I know, once you've paid for a place, you'll never lose it. It's yours just forever. Uh, so those are some of the core differences. Here's my question, though, because they made the itemization a little more uh, tricky in ESO, where I'm just like, oh, you know, I don't have that yet, so I can't do anything. Does this let you just do whatever you want? Like, you have an unlimited list of things, or do you have to unlock all that or buy all that? How do you get yeah, the same, items? Same deal. You have to buy it. You either have to buy it from the auction house, be a crafter and craft it, earn the currency for it. I wanted to do, uh, on my current house, I have this, like this window partition again doing a window effect with the screen and the way i achieved that was basically by putting a fake jail cell door over the front of the window <laughs> well the jail cell door comes from pvp okay so i i happen to have a bunch of pvp currency left over from when i went really heavily into pvp in final fantasy so i was able to just go buy it but is why people typically will say that when it comes to like who are the most hardcore people and it, you, here on the stream I'm showing the the water partitions and how you move it and how you can use it to trick and make it look like it's raining outside and stuff like that. But uh same principle like the the most hardcore Final Fantasy people are the the housing people. Yeah. Because they have to get involved with literally every aspect of the game. And and it, to make the perfect house. You don't have to but, I mean, I had to get items from PvP vendors. I had to get items from marketplace vendors. I spent a couple million gil uh, trying to buy all the things I wanted for for the house and stuff like that. Some of it comes from questing. Some of it comes from boss drops. Like, uh, it, stuff kind of comes from everywhere in the game. And so there's a lot of different places you have to go if you want very specific items. But they do have robust enough items 
to where you can get them from vendors and you can get them from the marketplace and stuff like that. Um, you can build something pretty basic, but if you want to get elaborate, they come from a lot of different places. So you still have to, I'm still stuck on this whole, like it's in a, it's in an actual physical space that people compete over. Do you instance into this stuff or is it in the world? Like, can people just happen um, upon your house while they're out questing or whatever? Yeah, so the zone itself, so the, the way it works is you go to a residential district, and that is a instanced area, but then within that instanced area, it is set plots of land where you can see other people's houses. So you own a space, and the reason it's limited is because there's only so many of those instances. I think they're up to like 30 or so um, Maybe it's 60 with how it is. I, I don't know. But um, they they only have so many instances that you can go to, but then you do have a physical location within that area. So, um, you know, you might say I am at plot 27 of Ward 8 in this residential zone. Um, but yes, you do have a physical space that people can go to and it's why you can go outside and you can see the outside of the house and the outside of the houses can be decorated as well as the inside and you can also advertise you know if you want to run it's part of the, there's final fantasy nightclubs if you want to run a nightclub you decorate the outside like it's a nightclub you throw on your placard this is the nightclub you advertise where in the world you are and people can come literally physically visit you and then go in. And is that where all the sexy stuff happens? The People are all doing weird shit in there, probably, a little bit. Uh, you know, depends. Uh, no judgment. I'm just saying. Well, no, I mean, it really depends. There's there's weird clubs. I think our guild house is next to, like, a cat cafe. <laughs> <laughs> what I believe we're next to. Um, and so, you know, I haven't been in. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you can it, you can decide if you want people to be able to come into your room or if you want to keep it private. You kind of just make all those decisions yourself. And right. um, by having a physical space, it does mean you have like a social meeting space that you can go to. And uh, I think it builds on that community vibe of like, you know, no, this is a place we gather, we meet, we do things um, and can congregate there rather than just, you know, it's it's the pro side where the con is space is available space is lower than demand for the thing. Right. Interesting. Well, um, that's fascinating because I haven't really heard anybody talk about it much. So I'm glad you brought it up. Yeah. And it's uh, very, clearly very cool. you've missed your life sco- uh, thing. I think a little bit, you could have been like an interior decorator because anybody who's willing to like put it all up and then tear it all down and start over. <laughs> I mean, I know this is how you do character yeah. creation as well, right? Like, yeah, or it is. sometimes True. it's how you play video games. You'll play the first hour and go, I'm going to go back and redo it. I don't want to do it. This yeah, way. it's that camera sweep on Commander Shepard. The camera comes around, Shepard walks into the bridge, and you go, shit, the nose is wrong. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I'm not that way, but I love that when people are, because I think there's certain skill sets that come with that. You can call it obsessive if you want, but I think it's actually a... I don't know. I think you probably get some shit done when you have that attitude. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's cool. Um, but yeah, it was it was an aspect of the game, you know, this far in, this many years now playing it, being hooked on it, uh, an entire 
whole bit of the game that had just been completely ignored and then discovering it was super fun. So and I do have a bid down on another house. I think I find out in two or three more days, something like that. If I won, I was the only bidder on it. It's already up to two bids now. So we'll see how it goes, but uh, I keep trying. <laughs> just keep trying. So, And the, the unfortunate thing is, is you can't stack your odds. So I, you get one bid per auction period. I can't go and say, well, I would take this space, and I would take this space, and I would take this space, and we'll just see which one I win. Um, I, you pick, and I went, okay, this is the one I want, and that's the bid I have for this period of time. So Wow. I wish Fingers was, crossed. Yeah, we're all hope, we're all pulling for the, you, dude. We're the next time we talk, I'm gonna be like, man, guys, it's so great. I have it's more than a room now. I can decorate an entire house. I have a whole house to decorate. I was uh, while you were talking, looked up a list of the top 15 um, MMOs with housing, meaning how good is their housing? This review yeah. on MMORPG.gg. And number 10, they have Black Desert Online, and I don't remember that having that. Bo, when you played Black Desert, did you do any housing business? Yeah, it has housing, but it's stupid. <laughs> like, so bad. That's not that it's stupid. I just housing in general for me is that's pretty it's not interesting. Like, yeah, not interested. Yeah. Well, um, it's you know, buy shit, do shit, collect shit, put shit into place. It's like, yeah, I, I there's better. Th- I just have better things to do. <laughs> so I get you. Uh, I think it's crappy. Uh, Elder Scrolls Online at number nine, and then I wasn't want to see where Lord of the Rings is, or not Lord of the Rings, Lord of the Rings at seven. I didn't know they did it. A uh, bunch of others I haven't heard of. Final Fantasy fourteen. they put it five. Let's see what the their four, five, or four, three, two, and one are. All right. That they yeah. think are the yeah, best. Let's see. Some ja- uh, Korean thing called Palea. Don't know what that is. Oh, that's don't still know. in uh, beta, so I don't know why they're counting that. Uh, EverQuest 2 at number three. Ultima no. Online at number two. Okay. And they're retroactively giving it to Star Wars Galaxies at number one. I'm, There's two people know, in chat who said Star Wars Galaxies. Star Wars Galaxies was built on it. I mean, there was... I'm so mixed because it was such a good system. And, like, that was such an important, like, intrinsic to that game system. Yeah. But, man, running around planets of just endless of the same, like, three prefabricated homes started to get a little mind-numbing. You're yeah. like, yeah, I'm exploring the deserts of Tatooine. And then it was just like... <laughs> Yeah. Naboo style homes zooming by. You're just like, this is this is too much. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like this at all. I also think that an MMO that launches with housing in mind, even if it's not there at launch, I think that's how you have to do this because people always say, why doesn't WoW have housing after all this time? They sim- the answer's always been simple to me, and I don't know why it's even controversial. But the reason WoW doesn't do it is it requires a ton of assets that look good. And while while it is a pretty beautiful game, the furniture and shit and everything is just real basic. Like, is, there's nothing fancy about walking into a. People don't care. They'd be happy with it though. Like they might be. It, they might make be, it an instance. You know, there's a lot of demand for stuff like. That. I just they don't think Blizzard would be happy with it. You know, I think they're they, making that game. They're making the survival crafting game. That's for sure going to have. I mean. If it's like Valheim, you're going to be able to build your housing in there. Yeah, that's well, they true. had that recent. They're, they're, made, they're working on it. Yeah, yeah. Too, but you, your Ian point is that it's ground up, not right wedged into an existing exactly. Because it feels like Ian all these said others. it was like two expansions in development. If they wanted to do the feature proper the way it needed to be done, it would take it would take like the development time of two expansions, like over the course of that. And he alluded to maybe they would do it. So. 
who knows? I think WoW has needed it for a long time. I think garrisons were a big swing in the wrong direction. I think it was like trying to solve a problem that didn't exist. And then when garrisons got reacted to so poorly, I think they swung back too hard the other way of going, see, you don't want player housing. But it was... But that see, wasn't it was garrison was the same. It was just a zone. Yeah, yeah, this is the problem John just described. Like you have all of this <laughs> housing. You have all this agency to create and decorate and have all this creativity. The garrisons right. were a prefab. Everything was prefab about garrisons. And so yeah. you could move a couple of those store those places that you would add around, like deciding you wanted that one in the left corner instead of the right corner. Well, but you, it was very yeah. little. You'd go to people to do the the group quests. You'd go to people's garrisons all the time or just the weekly crafting yeah you'd be like join i don't yeah you join party finders to get to other people's garrisons to get the weekly crafting mats they had and everyone's place looked the same yeah and we're like dude your place holy crap like yeah. wow you're yeah, like wow it's the garrison <laughs> except uh, it's your they're saying hi to you not me or something yeah, yeah. Yeah, like is this or your wow. your your version of the goblin uh junk store is in the west corner instead of the east corner whoa yeah yeah like, wow you picked you picked the second possible option for that <laughs> building whoa wild yeah i mean i could see why they thought it would be uh, uh on paper garrison sounded really cool in execution, there just wasn't enough. It was there. all right. It was like as a zone, it was a fun zone, but it wasn't. It's not housing. Yeah. It also got have. super yeah. pared back because if you guys remember, prior to launch, the idea was that you could build your garrison in any of the zones, any of the leveling zones, right. you'd be able to build it, and then it just turned into, oh no, it's going to be in that one zone, and that's going to be the only place for it. And yeah. That was it just—it was a constant. Like that whole expansion was just a constant. You kept thinking maybe they'd figure it out and make it cool because they'd be like, "Hey, you can unlock uh, a blood elf design template for your garrison." You're like, "What does that mean? I need to unlock it." You unlock it, and all it did was change your guards to blood elves, and it, like two banners would be the blood elf symbol instead of the horde <laughs> symbol, and you're like. <laughs> Wait a minute. Yeah. It and then still you looks got, ex- exactly the same. Nothing changed. Yeah. And you got your selfie cam to take photos in your garrison. Yeah. yeah. It was a good old selfie cam. And then they're like, hey, guys, we're going to add a shipyard. And then you're like, oh, boats? We're going to get our own boat? Are we going to be able to go on boats? Like, what if we could customize your own menu. our boats? Yep. And then, right. yeah, then it ended up being a menu and you watched boats sail away. And you were like, man, I wish I was on the boat. <laughs> that yeah. would have been so cool if I could be on the boat. I don't want to be here. Um, yeah, that's a fair point. I think... So, Bo, if this was VR, though, you'd be way into this, right? Wouldn't you like to build your own house? In VR? I mean, I want to build stuff in VR chat, but it's just proven to be a little... The time is an issue. Sure. And it's a little challenging. But yes, uh, you know, I think that best use of your creativity time, if it was easier, would be to build virtual worlds for sure in VR chat. It's probably the number one place to do stuff like that. It's very and cool. The tools are kind of uh, rooted and they're, they're kind of, you got to learn though. unity. I just, yeah. I tried to import my own avatar at one point and it wouldn't work. And I got frustrated. Like I did, I followed the instructions. I did like a ready player me kind of thing where it just took a photo yeah. approximated. I made some character creation adjustments Loaded, it gave me like a blender file or something like that. I had the mesh loaded up. I had the SDK, got to upload it to the VR chat servers, and it's like not quite working. Some error messages, and I'm just like, oh, I've spent two days on this. Like, I can't. This yeah. needs to be a little easier. 
Yeah, I agree. For, you know, me. I mean, I just didn't feel like going that deep into Unity at the time. And then to build rooms, it's sort of the same deal. We're like, I feel like the room building's not hard. It's like the programming side was not clicking for me to get things uploaded. But I don't know. Maybe that'll change. But I um, like yeah. that with Bo, it's like, Bo, what do you think of home design? And he's like... Waste the time. People who do it are basically just killing themselves slowly, painful, internal. Yeah. Well, in, in from, an MMO, yeah. Assassinating their time so much. But what if it was in VR? I would go to university <laughs> to learn how to do it. Properly. Yeah. But in VR chat, it's yeah. just, it's free. Like, what I hate about MMO systems is that it's like you have to win a lottery to get your place. It's expensive. You got to pay upkeep. Yeah. Like, there's microtransactions for all the doohickeys and dingles. It's like that in Lost Ark. It's like you get a stronghold right off the bat. Do they make it easy? No. <laughs> they, they want you playing maximum time. And it's like, that's what I don't like about it. I mean, I love The Sims and stuff like that. It's not. It's not the actual artistry itself. Like I understand that. It's just in MMOs. It's I, I hate. W- would you like to purchase? Because Black Desert was like that. This property is one point two million gold, which would take me like a week of in-game currency to earn. It's like I don't think I'm gonna do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> F your home, like yeah. you know. That, it's stuff like that that I'm like. Eh. It's all time and money gated in the game in those games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's I, more I what it. I mean. Where it's just like if that's you know if you can just build the house. But I get that it's part. The economy is part of what drives the player base, anyway. So it's just not for me. That's why I say it's fine. It's just not for me. Yeah, I get it. I struggle with that too. But I do like I like decorating. But I'd fall off pretty quick if there was that much work involved. I just think this sounds like a John thing. Like, well, I mean, I will also say like this was one weekend, and you saw what my house looked like after one weekend. It wasn't a lot of grinding. <laughs> right, right. It wasn't. It, like there's some butting heads against the tools. Like it is not the best tools in the world. Like it really irks me that I can't flip like invert things. So like you'll get something that's got like an arc to it and you're like, okay, well for sem- for symmetrical purposes, I want one facing this way and one facing this way. Nope. Can't do that. The only way you can do it is if they design another separate item that goes in that direction. So there's some stuff that doesn't feel great about it, but like, I was able to have a very functional, very happy with it, actually two very functional, very happy with it apartments um, over the course of a weekend of play. Uh, I didn't have to run anything. I did get lucky with having the PvP currency. Um, You know, if I wanted to get do like a deep dive and go, can I make this perfect? It might involve some chasing of items, but... I mean, I don't feel like the curve and the ramp up to being able to do it is actually that hard. Yeah. Well, especially if you're already deep into the game and have been earning currency all the other ways and playing, you know, playing the MMO, you probably got like if I went into ESO right now and said, I want to go hard on housing, I could because I've got just backlog money and and whatever. But if you're like, I want to make I want to make housing how should I do it? Start an MMO and then do housing? I don't know if that's the right. No, tack. that's not a good idea. Go yeah. pick a different game that's designed for it. Yeah. Go play House Flipper or something yeah. like that. Go yeah. do that instead. Yeah. But it does scratch that very same itch of House Flipper, where it's like, oh man, I'm gonna make this, I'm make this perfect. And I spent a lot of that time of the weekend was just going to other people's homes and looking at it and like, what did yeah. they do with it? The, the online and, space though lets you share it with other people, which is a big draw. You can't just play a single player game, make a house. Like you need the online component. That's true. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, the, I basically, assume, the, like, the the Minecraft way is is what you're getting to do. 
which is people can come in here anytime. ESO, I think you have to group or you have to invite. It's like vampires. You have to invite them in. Um, <laughs> but uh, but people can see the outside, though. But it's weird. Like, I have a castle somewhere in somewhere. don't remember what zone it's in. <laughs> yeah. Um, I just got a castle, castle somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> not to brag or anything, but <laughs> I like, just got a castle. I don't know if it's a castle. It's somewhere. It's, I don't know where. It's but. more like a grotto-y looking i don't know what to call it anyway it looks castle because it's made out of stone but it's in it's in the middle of this zone and anybody can go through or come out and see the exterior of it but to get through the gate and into the yard which i can also decorate it's still an outdoor part of it that's all instanced and i have to invite people in to do that and that's not as fun as just hey what if anybody could just come on by and check out the shit i have and they can't wreck it or change it they just can come walk around in here which is a Minecraft yeah, population that's... population of a server. There'd be no more like adventuring land. It would all be covered in houses. Yeah, right? like yeah. Can you castles? Because that's how Cause we that's all like. What, that's like, what I boring. did. Yeah, I, I went down the. I went to the apartment section of the guild house, and I went, "Okay, who's got their rooms open?" And I went room by room and checked out to see what other people were doing. And for some people, you know, they just threw the questing items that they didn't want to carry around on their floor and called it a day. Um, but for some people, I was shocked at what some people were able to do with the small space of the apartment. Like that one space where I was like, Oh, it's just like one room. Some people turned into like multi-room, like tiny homes. Like it's really crazy what some of the people do with it. Um, mm. but that was really fun. Just going around and seeing what other people built and using that to kind of inspire what I wanted to do. Well, I like that they do instance neighborhoods instead of instant, oop, instance housing. I like, agree. So the fact, the fact that you have neighbors and can, you know, have a, there's a social aspect, I think is really smart. Yeah. Although sometimes that means you got a house and somebody puts up a big Moogle house right next to your home and you're like, Oh God. Oh, like, like real yeah, life. Yeah, that's like real life. Yeah. That's like real <laughs> life, that one house in the street that doesn't mow their lawn, bringing down everyone's property value. That's right. Yep. Yep, it sounds like you that. have the the video game version of an HOA because if you don't pay whatever upkeep it is, you're they're gonna someone else is gonna get the house or whatever that is. <laughs> it's all a little too real, man. That's all yep. I'm saying. Uh, very cool. Uh, you all, now I'm gonna read the next thing you wrote here just because I want to read it the way I read it because I don't understand it. John wrote <laughs> on his list of games, I commissioned some bees zero. Yep. Can you explain that? It's the name of the game. Really. As the full name of the game. With zero put in, it in it. Put it in Steam. I commissioned some bees zero. Oh, my Lord. All right. Yeah, I number this zero. On list. Yeah. I don't know what this I, is. I'm not surprised by this. Um, <laughs> Tell me more. Man, you know, if you all thought I was an old man after describing Solitaire to you, buckle up for I commissioned some bees. Uh, it, it was a, It's a demo. The zero is the demo version of the game. Uh, this is basically a game. I will say that lightly where it pulls up a big busy picture, like where's Waldo esque type picture. Mm -hmm. Where's Wally, depending on where you live. And there's a bunch of bees hidden in the picture. Sometimes. Oh, so well, sometimes not. It's a hidden picture genre. Is what and this you is. click the bees until items. you found all the bees. <laughs> it's got overwhelmingly positive reviews. <laughs> and well, it's free. Yeah. It, yeah. It's free, and you click the bees until you find all of them, and you can pan and you can zoom, and then you find all the bees, and wow. that's what you do. 
That's wow. the game. Okay. Let and me you ask, know what? Yeah. I got it because it just popped up on Steam, and I was like, I just need some time to kill. I'll just do this. Oh, this guy has a paid version of a game called like, Commission Some Bunnies, it seems like. Uh, yeah, there, so the, there is zero, but there's also like one, like there are sequels to this. Like I commissioned some bees, one, two, three, uh, those do cost money and Mm. presumably are bigger. They're cheap though. Bigger games, but it's all it is. I a hundred percent of this demo. I stuck around. (laughs) I didn't just click a couple bees and call it a day. I completed the demo. Uh, it was fun. I had a good time. It was a big waste of time, but it got me relaxed before bed. Uh, it was a nice come down from whatever was going on during the day game. I have no regrets, but I understand that this is like, I'm getting close to an intervention, a video game <laughs> intervention, because... <laughs> Uh, yes, there were other things I could have been playing. Much better things I probably could have been playing. But you know what? I decided to click some bees that were in a picture. Well, I'm a massive fan of this art style. I don't mean just the art style. I mean this filling a page with a million things to look at. Loved it since yeah. I was a kid. I got stuff I've done myself on the wall over here. You can't see it. There was one it. where I went and looked to see if I could find the artist. I thought you drew it. Oh, really? That's funny. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't. It does seem like a uh, the kind. Of, I love that kind of thing. I don't necessarily love find all the objects genres. Like, do you remember um, what's the magazine you always have in the highlights? Highlights kids. magazine would have that yeah. damn whatever it was called where you had to find everything. Um, that fascinated me as a kid, and it's always sort of stuck with me. So seeing this, I really like what I like. I will probably get this game. <laughs> There but, are 12 games. Yeah, he's this. got a lot of these. And it seems like the whole just package, a, the bundle is like 25, 86 Canadian. So you can, it's not a lot of money, but yeah, I, the bunny, 12 games, the bunny one, which came out in January, by the way, it's brand new. Oh, I think it released them all this year. Eh? Yeah. January 26th of this year, uh, three bucks. Like I'm buying this game, but the point is. It also is the one of these games, it's a remind you what video games are simulator. Because sometimes you'll play a thing like that. Remember that mobile game where you just open chests over and over? Yeah. And it worked. And you're like, shit, I got to keep opening these chests. <laughs> yeah. And you realize, holy shit, that's what video games are? A lot of times it's just dopamine hits and numbers going up. And this is that. It's like, did I get all the bunnies? Did I get all the bees? Like, part of me hates that and part of me loves that. So... I'm torn, but I think I'm going to get it. I'll get the bunny one if it's out. Get the demo one at the very least. It's free. It is not going to set your world on fire, but you know what? I I clicked some bees. I had a good time. I felt really good when it was down to one bee left and I couldn't find it. And then I found it. I was like, (laughs) I found the bee. My favorite review on Steam is uh, this guy's recommended uh, one hour on, on his time. His name is Matt, and he says, click, 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 click. And then a bunch of more info about clicks. He's even yep. separated his paragraphs and punctuated it properly. It's all clicks. I think it's genius that they made it 100 Bs and not one, because Waldo's like one, right? Right. Yeah. It's not like one B. It's like, yeah, it's 100. At least keep you busy for a few more minutes. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And then there are other objects. Uh, just like where's Waldo? It's not a wizard and a scroll, but like you know, there's mm-hmm. a beekeeper's hat and some honeycomb and one of those little honey 
sticks. I don't know. I never had it, but you know what I'm talking about, right? <laughs> yeah, the honey sticks. Like it looks like With a little... scepter, yeah, but yeah, yeah. you put honey on it and you drizzle honey on things, I guess. Yeah. Honey stick. I, I like it. That's a good yeah. name. <laughs> One of those. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know what to say about this. You guys all know what this <laughs> game is now. You know whether it appeals to you or not. I don't know why I did it, but comparatively speaking, I spent more time in this than any of the next games I'm about to mention. So it was worth at least saying hidden object games are a thing. Also, I would akin, I would say that people in the meat world, uh, love puzzles like thousand piece puzzles. This isn't that different from that. There's a part of our brain that just likes this. Clean it up. Get the bees. I like it. Yeah, just get all the bees out of it. I'm into it. All right. What else? You should you, mix uh, Power Wash Simulator with this game. It should be a crossover. <laughs> that is, you know Wash what? away the bees? Oh, my gosh. That's brilliant. That's actually yeah. really smart. So they're doing a crossover with somebody else. They may as well do this. But what's the one I heard about? It's Fallout or something. It's a bloody game, isn't it? Because yeah. I remember thinking, like, are we going to be cleaning up blood? It was like Fallout or it was like maybe it was a Resident Evil game or so- something is getting crossed over. They're doing some DLC, free DLC for for the spray game, like and it's something... F- they should make a multiplayer game where it's like Resident Evil, and then there's a power wash guy behind you cleaning the blood <laughs> off the walls. Yeah, so it was something playing like Resident that. Evil like, I don't know if it was game. Dead Space or... It's something like that, though, right? Where, yeah, the logic leap is like, oh, something bloody no, happened. Oh, you know what? I have to power wash I don't know it. why I thought it was bloody. It's it's Tomb Raider Mansion. That's what it is. Why I don't know. I guess that game oh. is bloody, but... It yeah, is. she shoots things. Is that all it is? I think I that's it. it like, I thought it was a violent game. Well, there is Viscera Cleanup. I've played that, Ziggurat. That's a pretty good game. I didn't like I didn't like how it controlled. Yeah, it was yeah, funky. Yeah, I would totally play a Viscera version of Power Wash Simulator. Yeah, if they could tighten. I mean, that game's a little old now, 2015 or 14. But if they made, if they properly did the control scheme on that and made it more akin to these other chore car game cleanup things, I would play Viscera Cleanup again. I'd play a sequel. I do that in a heartbeat because the concept there was awesome. I loved it. So cool. Um, All right. What else did you play? You got a little, you got a little couple extras here. What else did you? So kind of worth a mention. I didn't spend enough time to really talk about these games, but most of them we've already talked about uh, to some degree. I spent a little more time playing Immortals Phoenix Rising. Still love that game. I'm no, uh, it's a long game and I am barely even close to where I got the last time I played it. So Nothing really surprising or new about it. Uh, I did try Chained Echoes, which was a game you recommended last week. Um, you weren't kidding about that game. Uh, loving Chrono Trigger. That game starts the exact same way Chrono Trigger starts and then very quickly branches off. Like It, it wears its homage on its sleeve oh, yeah. with the mom coming in and opening the blinds and saying, wake up and all of that. Oh, yeah. Um, but it seems cool. Uh, I I think the only thing that kept me from playing it is I, w- I was on a limited time when I sat down. So I was very like, okay, 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 okay. And I realized I wasn't reading as well as I should because I was just rushing through it and I didn't understand certain systems because I was just pressing A to skip. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's not a good idea. No, nah, not with a game like, like that. I was like, I know I need to keep this line in the green, but I'm not sure why it sometimes moves up and why it sometimes moves down. I skipped that dialogue bit. They definitely explain it, but yeah, it, it will come to you the more you play it. But um. <laughs> I did eventually figure out like, oh, some moves do it, but like, you know, it's fine. It's It seems like a very cool uh, game. It's... There's something I I can't quite put my finger on with the writing that I don't like, at least not yet, but 
It might be I that it's just spend... not, it's not like, it doesn't come off as poorly translated, which is what I, everyone's used to from an old 16-bit looking JRPG. <laughs> I mean, you know? Maybe. <laughs> like, it's almost, maybe that's like, it. I'm not saying this I is for sure. I think the problem is it sounds a little too much like it was translated by my buddy. Oh, uh, I see Instead of like by somebody that translates video games. No, I, I could see that. But the thing is, it's written by some, you know, English dude and it's, it just sounds, it's competently written. It's just, it doesn't have the trappings of the way a, a JRPG comes across in the text. Yeah. And I, I'll give you, I'll give you a good example. I used to, I found out the hard way that I could not write suggestions in the company suggestion box because I found out that I have a very unique voice when it comes to the way I write things. And they knew it was me every single time I wrote anything in there. And it just the way that I write. Right. I have a tone and a voice to how I do it that they recognized. This game, even though it's supposed to be multiple characters, even over multiple bits of time, always sounded like it was coming from the same voice. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. And I've only met three of the characters, but they are, it doesn't feel like they're all that unique yet. Uh, that's true. I don't think it's a deal breaker for that game, no, but I think, no, but I, think I, but I know what you're saying. Is fun. Yeah. yeah. And the, the story ideas are, are nothing necessarily crazy new, but good. Yeah. So, uh, I've liked it a lot. I started up steam world build. I didn't get very far. I built like six buildings in a store and some roads and I really liked it, and then I kept getting bugged while I was playing it with questions, and I couldn't focus on learning it, because uh, I kept getting, what are you playing? Can I watch you play that? What is this? Yeah. Why does it look like that? Can you go down into that building? What are those people doing? Was there a train coming? Oh my gosh. Why is there I... a train station there? And I was like, you know what? I'm actually just turning it off. Sorry. Didn't I, you got me right at the end of my gaming time, so I'm just turning it off. So I'm not very far. I was going to ask it, why was my brother at your house? That's what this sounds like today. <laughs> it's just a lot of questions as I played it. Yeah. And, how long do uh, we know how long that demo is or how much game is in that? I wonder. I don't because I didn't make it very far. I guess true. Yeah, and no, and, no, like it's not about the quality of the game. It seemed fine. Um, it was more the environment <laughs> that ruined that. Sure, one sure. For me. All right, let's flow over to Bo. Flow to Bo. Um, yours, your stuff here fascinates me. I love it when you were fiddling with this crap. So tell me about yeah. what you did. So I didn't really play any games this past week. I played more Borderlands Three. We'll just get that out of the way. Mm. I've been learning Godot or Godot. 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 It's a game engine, open source since mid 2010s. It's been worked on. It's up to version 3.5. Version four is in beta. This is essentially a game engine, no different than Unity or Unreal, except it is open source and so not backed by any company. So production's slower, but it's commercial free and it's got a pretty strong community underneath it. And um, there have been some major releases that have been released on Godot. Uh, Hyperlight Drifter is one of them. Brotato is another one that I know has come up recently. Yeah. Uh, oh, Domekeeper. This is the Domekeeper people. Yeah, don't keep her on this one. So this is like a legit engine. Um, so back when I was trying to learn Unity, I kind of tapered off a little bit just because it was overwhelming. And I sort of realized, I mean, I realized it at the time, but just generally speaking from a hobbyist perspective, it's kind of just good to go with what's fun and build foundational skills. 
So I sort of settled on this because everything's pretty much transferable. Like game engine design is pretty much like um, an analogous uh, across the different engines. So I thought I'd give uh, give it a whirl. Um, and um, so what I did was I watched a few videos, and then I downloaded a copy of uh, Godot and started going through the documentation. And I happened upon something interesting. Um, there's a link here. Um, so if you go through the Godot docs uh, right early in the beginning, um, mm-hmm. it uses a script called GDScript. I'm linked, I've linked it down there before. Mm-hmm. Um, because you do have to know some programming concepts. Your mileage may vary. It's not easy in terms of, you know, it's not like um, RPG Maker or something like that. Like you still have to understand some coding uh, fundamentals. But essentially, there's some online lessons to help learn GDScript. So I went through C Sharp course earlier this year. And so I kind of like got some of, uh, got a good grasp on like the syntax for that language and this this apparently is closer to python Mm. but um i never really did any python but like generally speaking like the concepts in programming languages are pretty universal it's just learning the syntax of the language right and what's nice about gdscript is that it's developed for godot so everything about it is tailored for game programming essentially and you know as i've gotten deeper and deeper into the system i brushed up on my learning languages i've been going through documentation i got a few tutorials that i'm now working through um i'm starting to really just enjoy it and uh i um i highly you know if someone wants to learn it i highly recommend these online lessons because these are these were pretty good at getting me familiar with the foundations of gd script mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I still like have to like look at code and understand exactly what it is. I'm still learning, especially the specific functions, uh, within GD script or within Godot. But, um, yeah, I'm having a good time with it. I streamed a bunch of it so that people could watch. That's what John was talking about earlier. He knows what I was up to because it was kind of motivating to have people there. There's uh, quite a few Python users, apparently in our audience so they were able to help clarify some things for me which was kind of nice and um after i learned the lessons of gd script i continued going through walking through the 2d documentation and i built my first little application uh which i will share with you both oh let's see it's like a nothing burger oh it's too powerful it's too i can't send you something it's 16 megs, and Discord doesn't want me to send it over. Oh, uh, oh. Uh, you could do bigger. Oh, I'm on. I have their sub, so I do. There's some other. You're way. a turbo man. Um, uh, do you have? Oh, geez, how can we have you do this? Um, I just email it to you. I guess you could do G or you could do. Um, well, let's not share the email. Oh, Drive. Okay. Google Drive has more space than that. Oh yeah. Okay. Hang on. So I'll you could do that. it as an email, and it would just put it in Drive. Am I allowed to upload zips? Yeah, oh yeah. That's cool, yeah. man. Although it's it's nothing. It's just a little like, oh, I'm proud of this because I did it. Thing. Is it compiled for oh, I'm not streaming from a PC though, so I probably can't show it. Unless you oh, you're not streaming it. from a PC? Unless you compile no, I'm if you compiled it for Mac, I can show it because I'm streaming from a Mac right now. But. I don't think it's Mac. All right, I'll a uh, new plan. I'll just stream it locally. Then that's fine. Okay, yeah. Uh I want to oh, see. Oh, there it. you go. That, yeah, 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 we can show that that's off. That's a great idea. Yeah. You just won't. I don't think you'll hear the sound over the. I'm not going to rewrite the audio that way. No worries. But I will send uh, probably other stuff ahead of time. But let me just. Uh, that's too bad. It sounds such an important part because I actually had to work to. 
also looked it up for those who think it's just Godot, which sounds like it might be. It's not. It yeah, is yeah, G- it's G-O-D-O-T. Yeah, it is Godot. Godot is how you say it, though, according to the South. It's a South African developer, and he has said Godot. It is not. Or Gado? No, no. I think it's God, God Gado or something like Gado, that. Gado, G O D O H. As it's an open source thing, it's not owned by any one person, so it's down to what it, you call it, what you want. Yeah. Pretty much. So it's GIF. The guy, yeah, it's GIF, or no, it's Gib. No, it's Jib. No, it's okay, hang on. I, I gotta do a. It's GIF peanut capture. butter. Because it's not actually a full window. All right. No wrong display. I think anyone's ever done a GIF of peanut butter and color. Right. You got my display up there, and <laughs> in I see it. Your whole computer screen. Choosy right. moms. Chat, chat room. You're gonna like this. Uh, people at home, I wish you could see this. Check out the YouTube video because this All is right, exciting. So you can't. I don't think you can hear the music. <laughs> your splash screen's but, amazing. All right, go ahead. But as you can see, I'm controlling with my control. Oh, I died. Yeah. You can't hear the sound. Man, get good at your own game. What? Wait. <laughs> What is the sound? What are we missing? Is it like funny? Like, is it you going, Barber? No, no, it, it's just generic assets. It's nothing like crazy. Why can't, what happened? I don't know. Hit that start button. Contact there. the developer. <laughs> contact the guy. No, I'm guy talking man. about my streaming issues, not about. Oh, okay. My camera's no longer appearing. Okay, there we go. Right. Here I am. Yep, okay, that's hi. you. That's you. There's Nvidia. Yeah. No, All right. Sorry. Okay, so I just, yeah. So anyways, uh, I can press the start button again mm-hmm. and start a new round. Yeah. And yeah, that's me. I look weird, I know. Yeah, but I program. Cool. it's kind of, you know, you can program instances of these animated enemies, and I'm controlling with my joypad, the little dude. The longer I stay alive, the more score I get. Does, the, does it fill I mean, up with more enemies? This is basically vampire survivors. Right <laughs> it kind of is without the it. shooting. Yeah, so, I mean, I'm missing a lot of nuance, obviously, but yeah. And Maybe I uh, hit the guy. It's game over. I don't know. So a lot of what I'm doing is I'm just learning lessons based on what I've been programming. So I'm like kind of eager to tease a thing, but it also may turn into nothing. So I'm, it's just, it needs the music. How do I pipe the music in? I guess I can. It's just not going to happen. Yeah, Can't you know. do the Discord streaming thing? Or uh, if I do this, you're going to echo back to yourselves, right? Oh, do you no. hear yourselves? Uh, hello? No. Not yet? No. Oh, no? Okay. No, oh, I, then I'd have to turn the audio on. And then... Uh, does that do anything? Uh, hello? No, still, oh, I hello. hear it echoed now, but it's fine. Oh, I, I don't hear one. But we, if we can hear good. your audio, oh, we, can, we can do it temporarily. Good. I don't hear anything, uh, though. You don't hear me? I hear you. I just don't hear uh, anything else. But I hear you. Yeah, I don't yeah, I don't think this is routed right, actually. Routing. Yeah. Pain in the ass. Right, yeah. Where am I talking? It's over Discord. Yeah, the sound would have to come in over Discord. That's what's the issue. So. Oh, gotcha. All right. Uh, let me see. No, there's just no. I have to get. No, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. All right. Well, we'll wait till next time. Maybe I'll send it to you ahead of time. Sure. Uh, I'll just I'll just do the visual. Just do the visual real quick. It'd be kind of fun just to see what else I've been uh, trying. It's j- basically all I'm doing is practicing making like loading screens for reasons. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's like ideas, and so I just want to show one real quick here. Right. So hang on. Let's see what you got here. All right. I love this kind of stuff. Oh shit. Yeah, I saw it for a second, and now it's Bogan. Oh no, here you go. Gaming magazine, podcast division, gaming division. That stupid Bush Schwartz thing. <laughs> that glitch photo is the best. 
super lake run. Super lake run. I'd play that uh, endless runner, dude. So look, I'm still like practicing shit. I got a lot of foundations to learn. I got a lot of nodes to learn what's going on here. But, you know, if we can make a core thing and sell that shit for two dollars on steam yep. and make ourselves a tidy little sum let's go let's do it lake run is but perfect. i'm not there yet but you know i'm like i've been kind of just going hard i'm kind of getting into the programming side of things so we have a lot of skills between the three of us it might be a fun i'm thinking it's kind of a fun thing i might start working on a little more regularly john's a great yeah, writer you got all the art you need from me you got john's writing you got your skills over there making it we could make a game and it doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be Lake Run. It could just be something else too. But like, oh, it needs as, to be Lake Run. I think. I, I think did, Lake Runner is a funny ass name. I can I think of like a hundred versions of a Lake Run game that I would want to play <laughs> right now. Current top of mind is that picture of Bo, uh-huh. but it's like the Tron light cycles. Yeah. But it's just brown walls, and you just try to box <laughs> each other in over the lake. <laughs> uh-huh. But you could do a Survivor's like. Why not? Yeah, like I may do that. It really what it's about right now is learning lessons. Like I'm nowhere near, you know, like to do that I had to learn how to play animations in, in Godot. There's the great thing about the engine and it really about all engines, but I find it simpler to learn in, in Godot is um there are these functions and nodes. So you don't have to learn how to render a frame or allocate memory. Right. Or even render like go step through the game loop. Like the game loop runs and then you have these functions that just listen for inputs and triggers. And then so you spend more time focusing on getting the art and assets together, what the triggers are, the overall thing. I've got to do UI. I've got a whole bunch of stuff to like learn. So I'll probably like be building weird shit (laughs) for a while, you know, but um, that's just generally game design is just adding things uh, onto onto it and then maybe when you're doing something more formally you sort of plan out your whole production pipeline about what you think you're going to need and then what gets adjusted midway through and stuff but yeah so far i can i can render a sprite i can make it move around i can trigger sounds i can spawn enemies and yeah i'm kind of excited i just can't wait to do more i would i think the thing that's been frustrating me the most this week is just being tired after a work day and wanting to work on stuff but not having the mental energy i hate that yeah. But, um, yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. I love but it. But I'm working through tutorials, so maybe there'll be something to show next week, but that's been the bulk of my week was uh, doing doing that. Having like, played a handful of these games based on this engine, uh, I that's exciting just on that level because I've already seen like really yeah. rad games in that engine. And I think you'll see more. So one of the big deals about Godot 4 is that um, the 3D engine has been loaded is not that great, but they'll be using the Vulkan engine. Mm-hmm that id made in the next version which is a powerful next oh, yeah. gen yeah vulcan's uh, a they an underlying architecture like yeah booted like come coming with the godo release so you you're mostly going to see 2d games right now i think for professional release yeah but um i think you'll see more and more 3d offerings as well it's right. pretty cool balls in your court other bow bo with your vr and uh flight simulator <laughs> vr bow try to up 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 uh, this bar bow now yeah the Vulcan and it has ar vr capability to program for as well so i may i may be able to make something in vr like a vr video game or something like that like that's 
it's kind of the, the feeling I've gotten after learning some of it this week was like, oh shit, the I'm actually like no programming and the world's kind of my oyster a little bit, even just to make something like small and narrow, like in a vampire survivors kind of way. Sure. It doesn't have to be commercially successful, just a fun little project since sure. we cover games so much. I'm like, I'm like, oh, this is actually kind of engaging to learn and do all this stuff. So I'm like kind of really getting into it this week. Yeah. Well, it's, yeah. uh, that's awesome. I love it. And you heard it here first. Lake Run, uh, Lake Runner will be VR compatible. Everybody, you heard it here first. <laughs> Confirmed. Confirmed. Done deal. All right. Well, on that awesome news, we're going to take a break. When we come back, more of us talking about stuff. We'll round up a little bit more news. We got some emails, a couple of calls this week. It's fantastic. We love these voicemails and more. So stick around. We'll be right back. We're back, everybody. Sorry. Yeah. Well, you know, you, you, when your wife has questions, you got to answer them. That's the deal. Yeah. Um, we're back, and it's time for us to dive straight into a fun little segment we call Dear Martha. It's where John takes an old magazine from yesteryear and uh, tells us about it. John, anything special here today? Oh, get ready for this one. Oh. <laughs> Sometimes, you know, I've got I've had this trend lately of when I go to uh, Retro Mags, which is where I, I get all these old magazines to review. Yeah. Um, I don't like always picking the one that's front and center featured when it gets in, but sometimes I just get enticed by the cover. And I go, oh, I got to do this one. <laughs> that's what happened today. And boy, we're all going to be dumber for it. Let's, go. <laughs> Let's all right. do it. Can't wait. Here we go. My dearest Martha. I didn't want to do this. Some magazines are just better left unread. But when a magazine offers the top 100 video games of all time, I have to know. And so it is with great reluctance that I offer my thoughts on Flux, the most dangerous video game and comic zine. Issue 4 from April of 1995. Let's just get this out of the way right up front. This magazine likes boobies. <laughs> Not the stupid species of bird that sometimes have blue feet. The other kind of boobies. And look, I'm human. I don't mind the occasional boob or two. But when I say this magazine loves them, I mean it's bad. Like, I was going to do a fun booby counter, but I got tired of counting by page 16. I mean, this is, this is an image, and it's just a prime example uh, of what I'm talking about. This isn't just art that their readers sent in, but this is actually art that they named their Reader Art of the Month. <laughs> when they weren't busy spending hours attempting to remember and recreate the female body to the point of forgetting what a human face even remotely looks like, these puberty-stricken edgelords were somehow writing letters to mostly celebrate that their new favorite magazine used swear words. What can I say about the letters? Whenever you wonder how we've gotten so bad as a society, just read the letters on this page. And remember, it all started in April of 95. Okay, look. I could turn this letter into a novel about how cringy this lame-ass magazine is. But honestly, the more I look at it, the more I find myself worrying about having to stand up in class or mom doing my laundry. So let's just focus on why we're here. 
What did a bunch of overstimulated 90s nerds pick as the greatest video games of all time? So here's the top five, I guess. Number five, Mortal Kombat. Number four, Sonic the Hedgehog. Number three, Doom. Number two, The Legend of Zelda. And the number one game of all time, Space Invaders. There. I'm not sure it was worth it, but now we at least know for sure that even the interesting part of the magazine was dumb too. <laughs> okay, add time, Martha. At least it would be. But I just can't, Martha. This magazine is so bad. They predict the 32X has a brighter future than the N64. Their rating system is literally a dog licking himself or humping a TV. They gave Night Trap a better review than Mega Man X2, and one page is nothing but Baywatch images. Look, I get it. You're a teen. The internet takes 10 minutes to download just the top of someone's head in the picture you're trying to see. And your parents won't buy you a Playboy subscription. But my god. Anyway, Martha, that's more than I can handle. Yours in time, S. Beckett 95. Oh, man. <clears throat> I have memories of Flux, but only as a thing I would see in, like, a Barnes & Noble at the end of the rack. I never looked at it. Uh, apparently, it's bad. It seems like a dumb magazine. printed on, like, paper, or... Yeah, what was... What like, was the... like, what was the paper called? Dried gym socks. Ah, perfect. <laughs> perfect. That's where it belongs. Nicely uh, done. It's, it's genuinely... Uh, without a doubt, the worst magazine I think I've ever reviewed. It's pretty bad. And, and just from a, I just just real quick, let me just share some of the letters that they got yeah. in their letters section. Yeah, I peed my pants when I read your last issue," said Danny R. That was a letter that they were like, "Yep, that's yep. getting printed." Put that in. Um, here's here's a quality one. Flux rules. Anyone who thinks it sucks should be killed slowly and painfully. Jeez. That appalled purchaser sounds like a real wuss. I'll <laughs> bet his mom dresses him. If your mag showed naked chicks in Babe Watch, it would kick Playboy's ass. Said Matt L. <laughs> I so what about this guy? Him. Your mag is the roughest. This is my first time reading, and I must say, you guys blew my mind. Are you kicked my ass and left me begging? Like these are made up letters, right? Yeah, they feel fake. <laughs> They do. Like they're not. These are. This is fanfic for their actual, like non the people they wish for reading it. And I you guess. didn't even I'm mention. I'm glad that. Flux isn't afraid to use swear words like them other wussy magazines. Yeah, yeah. How yeah, about this, this one? Is like, how about this one? Yo, like nobody ever puts my letters in magazines. I'm sick of it. So if you put this letter in Flux, you're even cooler. And if not, I'll kick your ass. This is horseshit. What a yeah, crappy! This is this is this is made up. Like yeah. they're like probably like once we get real letters, we'll put them in here. But let's just put some <laughs> in this lady. What the hell, dude? This drawing. It's do you even talk about the tiny ass looking little uh, Super Nintendo controller and disc she's holding? <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's really. Oh yeah. Why is this so small? I don't know. Because they only cared about two parts of this picture. <laughs> That's why. Yeah, but they didn't care enough about the bottom part. Because that's yeah, effed up. I like what that is she's going on? Too. I don't know if that's on purpose, but they're just but, like I don't know faces. All I knew, uh, I spent twenty-two hours on the boobs, 
And I spent three minutes on the face, and then I got a stop picture kick. If you don't post this, I'm going to kill you slowly. Mom, don't come in here. I'm doing my art. Yeah, F these guys. <laughs> Terrible. All right. That was awesome, as always. Now, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for this. Other news. Things we didn't cover. Uh, Fat Shark suspends plans for seasonal content next box launch of Dark Tide to address the issues with the game. And they said they were sorry. They had a big, long sorry thing. It all seems very uh, earnest. I see. That's the thing. I'm sure it is. I feel like we've had so many of these, Scott. Lately, yeah. I'm starting to not believe the earnestness behind them, especially when, and I know Bo loves Dark Tide. Yeah. But when I played the preview the first time, yeah. my big takeaway feels a little light on content. Mm. Kind of feels like maybe they need to figure out content. Now, they say they didn't put everything in this demo, so benefit of the doubt to them. Then yeah. when they did their early release, you know, this seems real light on content. But they said they didn't put in all the content, but it seems real light. It kind of feels fake that they're like, wow, it's so weird that you all thought that we went light on the content. Mm. Like, it was the most obvious thing in the world to me who did not invest a ton of time into it. And I I don't know. It's it's hard for me. It feels like, and there's a part of me that does feel for the developers to a degree on this, because I think at some point you do get publishers telling you, well, the game has to come out. Yeah, you've already delayed and, this once. You can't do it again. You're not big enough to make those kind of calls, that kind of stuff, yeah. So I, I'm I'm not trying to like really throw the biggest shade in the world at them, but we've had so many of these apologies that it just feels like the new the new what you do is put the game out as best you can, apologize for the state it's in, and then try and fix it over the next couple of months. Yeah. My, and it's it's getting harder and harder for those apologies to ring true as we see it over and over. Again. I get it. I just feel I feel like that game is just loaded with potential. So I don't think they're going to have a problem long term. I just wish we, we played Vermintine two at the height of its development. I don't think it was that fully featured on launch either. Yeah, that's true. Like that, that's why like my expectations were quite low because understanding that it wasn't going to be launched that way. But there's a lot of hype for this game. A lot of people played it, and yeah, yeah stuff was missing. So yeah, no doubt. It's a fa- it's fair criticism, and you know this they're going to apologize for it. Um, I just wasn't all that shocked that it was that light, I guess, for mm. myself. I was like, yeah, it seems about right. Yeah. But you like, like the loop. We're, we're a count. It's like, got it where it counts. It's really fun and gross and yeah. moody and captures 40K very well. I was happy with it, but I understand why people wouldn't be. Yeah. But isn't it, doesn't it feel a little good to know that even though you were happy kind of with the way it was, it'll only get better from here? Like, there's that is a good takeaway, right? And yeah. we own it. We'll I mean, it. I sort of assumed that that would be the case. Yeah. Uh, you know, just going into the whole thing, like, I'm just, you know, I didn't have this, it's got to be good on launch expectation kind of thing. I was just happy to have more from the developer. Right. And I'm fairly certain that's been the story with all their releases. You know, this is not, uh, we're not talking like an EA game or something like that. But, right. you know, it did, it, it isn't complete. It's true. Like, it's, that you, they can't deny that it's not all, like certain features are still not in the game, but um, yeah. Well, it's, just, speaking, it's unfortunate. Like I think it should have a little bit more for the price they they charge for. It, yeah, for, for sure. sure. 
speaking of EA, not early access, but Electronic Arts, tomorrow uh, is the release of Dead Space Remake. And by all these reviews we've been reading, it sounds like it's rad and yeah. improves the game in every possible way and is an enhancement in every possible way. And I am suddenly very excited about Dead Space Remake and less excited about Cluster Protocol getting updates to make it good enough. You know? <laughs> in the same boat, I'm like, okay. Oh. It's that uh, Simpsons meme where you slap the one sheep out of the way to see the cuckoo sheep. <laughs> it's like, yeah. I don't care what you do, Callisto Protocol. Look at Dead Space over here, which is a little sad because, you know, you've got some DNA trying to evolve things forward. And now we're just looking at the old game going, oh, it's so good. Yeah. But um, I love Dead Space. And, you know, it's it sounds like the things that have been changed have all been changed for the good of the game. Um, it sounds like they knew where to hold themselves back. You know, they, they made it so Isaac can talk, but apparently he's not, you know, a chatterbox just constantly going, well, sure F that necromorpha, (laughs) 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 you know, stuff like that. Like they've just, they've just made it to where when people talk to him, he'll respond as opposed to just going, yeah, the whole sl- going and doing his, his job. Yeah. Um, so it's it seems like it's going to be really good. The zero G sections are apparently going to be a whole thing as opposed to just like aim at the wall and zip in a straight line over to it. So I don't know. I got high hopes for that thing now, and I, I couldn't be more excited for it. Speaking of which, if there ever is a Half-Life 3, which sounds like maybe we're finally coming to a, an era where that'll happen. Does Gordon Freeman get a voice or do we keep him a silent protagonist until the end of time? I think at this point you have to keep him silent, right? Yeah. I kind of feel yeah, that way. That's his thing. But isn't, like, but Bo in VR, your, uh, your, uh, half life Alex, he, she talks, right? No. Oh, I thought, she, I thought she talked in that. Uh, Alex. Oh no. Alex talks. Yeah. But then you do play as Gordon Freeman for like a split second. Oh, I didn't know that. And he doesn't talk during that time. Just to pick up your crowbar and to tease more to come. Good Lord. So I don't know what that means for VR or if it's just going to be a half-life three pancake game, but, um, (laughs) pancakes coming. What's that mean? Yeah, so I, I've learned, um, I call them flat screen games, but I've seen it be called pancake games because oh it's flat gosh. like a pancake. Well, that, VR that, people right. are the worst. <laughs> awful. I hate that so much. I hate it. Cause, Sorry. Cause, I didn't realize that it seeped into my brain. I didn't do it with intention. <laughs> I just, the pancake game. <laughs> I've never heard that. But I also agree that he should never talk. I think that's just who he is. He's, yeah, he's the I think ultimate. so. I think it's. You know. He's the ultimate in silent protagonism. Don't change it. Like it's like Maggie. Like every time he's about to talk, someone should just take the microphone away or step in front of him or something. Yeah. Should never it's like, no, 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 Gordon, don't say anything. Oh, there you are again, Gordon. Don't say anything. Don't tell them, Gordon. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> I love those guys. They're Make waiting sure. for you, Gordon, in the test chamber. They need to be voiced, and they all need to be that same crusty old man voice like they were in one. I love those guys. You're late again, Gordon. Oh, really? You're like the fifth scientist who looks the same and sounds the same that told me that. All right, I'm hurrying. That was why, like, I tried that Black Mesa game, the, like, update of the original Half-Life to look really good. And what I learned is it looked amazing. It played great, all that. But it, it taught me that I am too hooked on the sound of half life and oh, interesting. The, the sound effects and the voices were different and that was a deal breaker to me i couldn't stick with it because i'm used to how that game sound i played so much half-life 
that just the sound of like the tram and the the radiation counter and all of that like all that stuff being slightly different i couldn't handle it i was like no this just sounds wrong yeah we're weird about sounds sounds embed themselves i uh we covered the earthworm gym games on play retro this week and as soon as i started playing that game it was as if I had transformed sitting there in front of my computer, emulating a game with a freaking 360 controller. It didn't matter. I was suddenly 23 again, playing the first Earthworm Jim on a Genesis. It's so yeah. like ingrained the sounds that game makes, the music it has, the stupid sounds he makes. The game doesn't even hold up that well, but that feeling of it all just comes rushing in. I I could see that with Half Life. That'd be really hard for me to hear it any other way. Totally yeah. get it. Uh. The rest of the MS event we wanted to mention, Minecraft Legends, which was already announced. It wasn't new, but they showed us what's going on. Uh, there's a story campaign. There's also online co-op, cross-platform play, although they did not say whether that meant every platform like Steam to Game Pass, the whole thing John talked about earlier. They didn't specify. I think they got to get behind that stuff more. Um, action strategy game is kind of what it is. It's Mojang partnering with Blackbird Interactive. It's basically an MMO action RTS thing shot from a third person perspective. You can set up a town, people can attack it. It looked a little all over the place to me. It looked like a bunch of Minecraft mods all mushed together and you can play it on April 18th, 2023. So get excited guys. Minecraft legends. Woo! I can tell you're both stoked. All right, moving on to this one. <laughs> in the yeah. bottom section yeah that's true if anybody's wondering like why didn't they talk about that at the top because this is what we it's have just to not really about. into it exactly the forza motorsport thing uh turn 10 studios they showed off this game it feature they say it'll feature 500 cars which includes 100 new to the motorsport cars the most cars i've ever done uh 800 unique upgrades ray trace graphics they had a, uh, this whole thing about damage and dirt buildup which n- no one's ever done before in a game like this it I, just I, made me like feel anal retentive and be like, <laughs> clean the car. Yeah. Like it just all of a sudden I was like, had this urge to go wipe down my car outside. It did like, too. They were it. really, they were really into like these, these features and that made me feel like I got to go clean something too. It's weird. Uh, they talked a lot about those technologies and how this stuff is, you know, this is a hundred percent new generation focused uh, or current generation with the series control uh, uh, consoles. MPC. They talked about uh, sound stuff that was a little over my head, but sounded cool. Um, they say ten times more detail than any previous gen console Forza game, and mentioned dynamic weather and time of day, environmental impact stuff like hot streets makes your tires act different, wetness makes stuff act different. Yeah, it yeah, does. it does. Um, <laughs> long- <laughs> makes your Flux magazine. <laughs> I know. I got, I got Flux on the mind. Anyway, um, coming 2023, no exact date. If you are into those, I'm stoked for you. Just like I was for the people that couldn't wait for Gran Turismo 7 or whatever the hell number they're at. So uh, there's that. All right. Time to jump into some of these. That's a good question. We got a couple of calls to start out with. They left these voicemails at 801-471-0462. And we got one about the McDonald's ice cream machines. Okay. So important, hard-hitting shit. Let's start with this call. Listen to the most recent uh, episode of Core, and you all were talking about McDonald's and pay scales and whatnot, and Scott asked the question, was the 
milkshake machine ever actually broken? Well, if you go to a little website called mintbroken.com, I believe that's the right address, you will ha- it pulls up a map that somebody has made, and it shows you in your local area what machines are broken and if what aren't, according to the last report. Uh, keep up all the great work you do. Love the show. Bye. Oh, my all right. God. That's I awesome. see one for Ottawa. Yeah, you can. Oh, mine's not running. I think my browser machine blocked. broken. Checked fifteen minutes ago. <laughs> See, someone, someone, one minute ago. Yep. Checked. Yep. Who's checking it? These are people that are that are pissed you about this who, phenomenon. Which all is, these are one minute ago. Oh like man, all what? mine are working real good over by me. Are they? Yeah, yeah most of the machines are working good. Hey, John, yeah. hop in the car. Get out there. Get her done. I don't like McDonald's milkshakes, unfortunately. It's machine broken. Check to how how is so many like there can't be that many people in Ottawa updating McBroken. I mean maybe, but it does seem a lot, right? Everything's one minute ago. I'm like, come on, like literally at the same time, fifty people. Well, maybe they have a system I'm, for just, I don't know how they, how would they know this otherwise? Would it have to be tied into their? It'd have to be tied into. It have to be tied into their system because they do have those kiosks. So I imagine. Yeah, that's weird. That's real weird. Maybe that's they're true. checking like the Uber Eats menu. Yeah, because <laughs> that's the other thing. The McDonald's can pull them off there if the shake machine's not working. Right. So yeah. our shakes on there. Yes, then it's working. Yeah. Good point. Entirely possible, but uh, I'm glad to hear Arizona's doing all right with the shake machines. I, I mean, no not idea. everywhere, but like, around me. Well, I, I like this okay. feed on the right side. Uh, currently broken. 10% of them, like, site-wide, I guess. ten one, one in 10 machines is broken. And the highest rate is Dallas has a whopping 19% machines broken. <laughs> What's going on, Dallas? Why can't you keep your Seattle, milkshake machines working? Seattle, 18.75. Los Angeles, 17.39. So, like, high rate of broken. But if you want a good chance... yeah. To get um, a milkshake, Boston, 0%. That's, oh, zero, really? Every single machine in Boston is working. <laughs> oh, they're such garbage <laughs> shakes, though. They're so bad. They're not even really ice cream. They're like petroleum jelly frozen or something. They're yeah, bad. yeah. I, I've, I'm kind of hooked on their, like, frappe coffees. If I go there and I have to get a thing like that, it's yeah. like their, their yeah. mango juice or their coffee mixes. I could go for a frappe. I got in trouble for ordering macchiatos from McDonald's. What is that? I don't Why? know what that is. Because I, because I used the <laughs> app and I customized it like so many people do when they order coffee drinks because I didn't want I didn't want it to be caramel. I wanted it to be vil- vanilla, which is a option you can do. Mm-hmm. And one time the manager brought me out the drink and she goes, your order confuses them every time. And then handed me the drink and walked away. I was like, <laughs> it's not hard. Anytime you would put caramel anything on it, you put vanilla instead. It's really easy. Well, but, it's McDonald's you know, it's after McDonald's. all. So hold on a second. This is another thing you just reminded yeah. me of. When's the last time they used to, when you go to McDonald's or Taco Bell or most re, uh, those places, there was a period there where all of them were hiring one person with special needs or an old person or something, right? Yeah. It's fine. It's good. I, I think it's a good thing. But I've noticed mm-hmm. lately when I've gone in anywhere, I don't see those people anywhere anymore. Did something change in the pandemic where they were just like, ah, that was a funny idea. We're not doing that anymore. No more, no more grandpa, no more special needs. I didn't needs. know it was the thing. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, to- I, I can look back and go, oh, yeah, they, I did see some of that. 
Yeah, I just but don't know I what didn't happened. know it was an actual thing. I thought it was a real like a whole like an. Industry. It might have had a work exchange program of some kind or something like that. Yeah. Maybe you know, maybe, like a program that stopped. Maybe people gave them shit. Maybe they got like customers being jerks or something. And they just didn't want to deal. I don't know. I don't know. I always wonder. I mean, about it's that, McDonald's. Though. It's not like you're giving somebody a great job. You know, like everyone wants to leave, right? Like, sure. Presumably, even if they don't, like they'd still, you know. If you were to part the clouds and be like, would you like to come work in a clean office for double the, the wage? Everyone would be like, yeah, I guess so. I guess I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like. Sure. So I, I just feel like, yeah. Were you the one I, saying that you always smelled like a burger all the time? You said that last Yeah, time. you smell like a Big Mac sauce, yeah. like your clothes. You wash the clothes, still faint scent of Big Mac sauce in there. You just smell like grease and Big Macs. Yeah, weird. It's not, I, Yeah. I mean, at least it, I worked at Starbucks. At least they smell like coffee. I like that smell. It's fine. If I gotta nice. think of something. You know. All right. Well, we got our. We also got our first call uh, with a religious tone to it. Um, don't worry, it's not too weird. But we got a call about microtransactions and Catholicism. All right. Nice. So check it out. Here we go. Core crew, this is Colin in Seattle calling for the Core Show. Scott, Bo, John. My friends, my comrades, you have such a wonderful idea with the uh, Catholic, with the churches doing microtransactions. I am sorry to inform you that the Catholic Church beat you to it. They were called indulgences, and they let you basically buy something in order to uh, lessen the amount of repentance you would have to do or totally forgive yourself or get absolved of certain sins you've committed. And in fact, the sale of indulgences was so bad in the Middle Ages that that's actually what caused Martin Luther to sort of write his thesis and start off a whole new set. And they said, hey, we're going to get Protestantism up in here. So, yeah, everything old is new again. I say bring indulgences back. Maybe, who knows, we'll get Protestantism too out of it. Yes, supposedly <laughs> I'm a Protestant, you know, based on my Lineage. religious a- ancestry or whatever. Sure. So, it, so Protestantism is all because they didn't like microtransactions. That was part of it. He, he <laughs> part of his this is a pick. this is a plot thickening moment because now I'm like, wait, then what happens when we all get sick of transactions? Is there a new branch of computing that somehow? Yeah. What church do I have to nail a manifesto to? Do I have to go to EA and just mm-hmm. <laughs> nail on their door like we're done with microtransactions? Yeah, EA. exactly. It's uh, it is funny though to think that you would have ever been in a state where people would buy into the idea, maybe they wanted to buy into it, that you could pay small fees to reduce your sin factors and that that was actually a thing. Like that to me is that's insane. That's broken. That's so effed. But yeah. It's, yeah. But it's, it's well, like, it's well, because- religion traditionally, Scott, <laughs> not necessarily known for people acting the best in the name of it. No, all the time. you're right. You're right. And you're not wrong, but I, I, the, pro- the problem yeah. with it is it's something gained at it. Like this, the sacrifice of it, it's supposed to hurt the per, like the idea in there is that you're hurting yourself in some way for atonement, right? right. Like you're depriving yourself, you're giving your money away. The problem is, you should be torching that money, not giving it to the church. Like that's yeah. that's the part. You know what I mean? Like it, sh- it should hurt for everyone. Like why do? It's like well, since you're atoning, we might as well collect the money and use it to praise God. Yeah, that's it's where like, it's weird. I don't think that that ends up. That's where they should have said, "Give me these dollars, and I'll take them straight to God." <laughs> right to God. Yeah. Don't you worry. It's the way, going right to him. The way I could see it working is if you said, "Forgive me, Father, I've sinned. I want to pay. Uh, can I pay five shillings, please, to get rid of this thing where I had sex with." cat or whatever 
And the and the priest goes. <laughs> <laughs> and the yeah, priest okay, goes, yeah. okay, no problem. And then what you do then is you take those shillings and you directly put them into the hands of the poor right then. Like nobody keeps it, nobody gets a percentage. See, that's where it all broke down. I would have been that would have made sense to me if it went straight to a cause that meant somebody in need got it. But it don't I don't think that happened. I think it probably went straight to new robes and dumb hats is what I think it went to. Et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Like, and don't have sex with a cat. I'm telling you right now, it's a bad idea. It's good advice. Yeah. They may not have been declawed is the point. You'll end up on the cover of flux. Yeah. Don't, don't go there. We know how that ends up for people. Uh quick text here. Also sent to that same number. 801-471-0462. This is from. Wicked, <laughs> Wicked Kitten, a.k.a. Monica, regular around the oh, chat. Oh, Monica. Yeah, we love her. Finally, we, good to hear from her so long. We hung around her at that BlizzCon, or she hung around us. We hung around her like that whole weekend. Do you remember that? She was always yeah. was always mm-hmm. Monica, always there. She's great. Anyway, she says, this is a really cool game being uh, delisted in January uh, on the 23rd to be specific. Oh, this is a couple of days ago. It might be gone now. Uh, uh-huh. Crap. I held this. She sent this between episodes, and we just missed the window. Anyway, oh. uh, so that had trademark issues. So people may want to check it. But Friday the 13th Killer Puzzle was the game. She says it's fantastic. Um, and she doesn't even like puzzle games. Drew Media, obviously, horror aesthetic. She does like that stuff. She does a, cor- a show called Gore, by the way. Yep, all mm. caps gore. All caps inspired, gore. Hmm, weird. Maybe mm. a little bit from mm. something. Uh, so if you love horror, it's great. It it's a great podcast name. I'll say that much right there. She says, hopefully Scott sees us in time. I did not. It was more about when did the show air. So if it's gone, apologies. If it's not, then grab it because apparently it's going away uh, again for a little late. I think. Yeah, I could look it up, I guess. But uh, then we got one from Logan, a.k.a. Zaxel. Uh, He's an American history and civics teacher. Okay, could use more of him, I think. Final Fantasy origin was thoroughly bizarre, he says. But it was very much like a Souls game, as John mentioned. The story is convoluted and undertold at the time. At the same time, John should finish it, in my opinion, because it will tie up his Final Fantasy playing nicely. Have fun playing all the jobs and levels that are pulling, excuse me, pulled from their main, main from their many games. Overall, as the Final Fantasy fan that I happily am, I played it. I recommend John upgrade to normal difficulty so he is forced to use the elemental counter system more, or some, says Logan. Yeah. Uh, are you, what is your plan with that game? I think I am going to go back and restart it and play on normal. I definitely, as I played it, I got the sense of, as I kind of steamrolled through everything I came across, I was like, I'm getting the feeling that this is supposed to be harder and I'm supposed to be taking my time. Yeah. And, uh, I was not there. So I, I want to stick with it. I don't know when I'm going to play it. I want to stream it. I'm still annoyed that it uses licensed music in such a uninteresting way to where like streaming it is <laughs> difficult. And then also yeah. Square Enix, I'm still annoyed with the, please don't stream the end. You don't want to spoil what happens. I hate that. they gives do. a shit. It's a retelling of the first Final Fantasy. Like, who cares? Yeah. Welcome to the last 12 years. This is how we play games now. Like, oh my gosh. It's but so anyway, those two things aside, I do want to stick with it and play through it. I just... I haven't been in a mood where I've wanted to pl- to like finish a game recently. That's been the real issue. Like I just went through and uninstalled a bunch of story-based games from my computer because I'm just not in the mood to stick with anything at the moment. 
And so I just got to find that thing that captures me. The problem is, is like the big temptation I've been feeling is to just play cyberpunk again. Oh, don't talk about that. That sounds like fun. Like I'm sitting here and I'm like, what if I played through Final Fantasy 14 again, which is like a 600 hour epic to try and sit down through? Or what if I play cyberpunk again, which is, you know, 50 to 60 hours of gameplay? None of it's good. None of it's what I should be doing with my time. But those are the two temptations at the moment i'm gonna get the i'm gonna rebuy this is stupid but i'm gonna rebuy phoenix again because of your talk about it last week i'm gonna do it on steam this time currently i own it on the xbox but i want to play it on my steam deck and i think i should wait for a sale right don't pay full retail for ubisoft you already have it yeah yeah i'm gonna wait until it's like 24 bucks and i'll get it but the, this is the problem. You bring, well, we all do this to each other, but we bring up a game and we all go, ooh. Mm, and then we get yeah, in the mood. Yeah. You know? I know. My, I had to prune my wish list. Oh, did I you? put I, so many I things on the wish that. list from the shows over the weeks that I'm like, I cannot play all 150 of these games. I'm like, we're cutting stuff. How hard was that? Because I kind of need to do that too. Did it take forever? It was hard. At first, I was cutting very little. And I'm like, you're not making a dent. Like, it has to be like you just high level interest doesn't have to be high quality tons of high quality stuff hit the floor right um and then eventually i just got really like gung-ho like callista protocol it just took off i'm like you know what goodbye it missed me it missed you know stuff like that so sure when you're five bucks we'll talk again you know that kind of thing. yeah but even just keeping on the list it was just stressing me it just stressed me out like a hundred games yeah plus the the to-do list i've made for myself in my library which is at 80 games yeah I should like I, li- I should limit mine to those that haven't come out yet so that when they come out, I get notified. It's more like a notification yeah. system. But then if I don't buy them, I need to go and take those off that list because they'll just be there. Yeah, you're you know what? Now I'm going to do that. John, like, maybe I'm you want to play resolved, that. Like, yeah, there's a lot of games for a lot of different players at this point in time. So, you know, you don't have to play them all. No, it's, it's, you can try. It's unfortunate, but I mean, you know, depending. Like I work, you know, I have the four full time job right now. I get in a situation where I have more time, then it's different. But. I didn't even tell you guys how I power leveled uh, uh, Warlock in World of Warcraft from zero to f- now he's forty eight in uh, like six days. My goodness, man! <laughs> six days? Wow! Let me tell you, that is a fun freaking class. I don't know when they did this to that thing, but I remember I used to just find it too fiddly. Um, so I never really got into it, but the warlock demonology spec in particular, so much freaking fun. It's really good. So I played, I, I leveled that guy partly because, okay, sorry, I don't mean to go on a wow tangent, but they stopped doing uh world quests, just always being rotated all the time, 24 hours a day. They decided for, I don't know under why, I don't understand why maybe somebody complained. I don't understand the complaint, but they, they only update them now every two days. So if you do them all, you just got like a whole day where you can't really do as much as you would mm. maybe want to do. If if that's how you're, you know, getting your rep and doing your stuff. And I don't necessarily have the time to like dedicate to a bunch of dungeon runs or something. So I was like, well, what else do I feel like doing? And I just went and made this guy and he's great. His name is, his name is dead, but it's spelled D E H D. And he's, uh, undead okay. undead guy and he's and he's doing some amazing shit that is such an amazing spec it's so fun i don't know when it got fun but it sure sure turned me around on that so i played a bunch of that this week anyway hmm. 
That's neither here nor there. What is here and there at the same time is this mashup from Jamie. That's right. After a couple of weeks off, Jamie's back in the saddle and uh, making new mashups. And this one in particular just fits with today's discussion. You know, we're talking about these new stickers being available for the Lake Run. Bo's making a little game maybe called <laughs> Lake Runners or maybe it has something to do with it. We don't know. Uh, well, how about a mashup all about the Lake Run? Yes, that's right. The Lake Run story told in mashup form. Enjoy. I don't know that I came up with the last time I went camping. I just had to go for a shit. And I was like, I guess I could just shit in the lake. Like, it's in the middle of nowhere. It's not like other people are around. And then I'm, no. I always wonder, like, where did the shit go? I don't know. Yes, Hold on. that's why you shouldn't do it. Because the first <laughs> question you ask should be, where's this going to go? No, keep in mind, it's like 50 feet or 60 feet. It's way down in the depths of the lake. Shit rolls downstream. It goes places. <laughs> it yeah, it goes to the bottom where you'd have to, like, swim all the way down. Did you have a floater or do you have a sinker? You don't know. No, no, it sank. It sank. I don't think shit floats. I don't think any shit floats. Uh, oh, it does. Uh, yeah. How do you know that? <laughs> because I flush every time I'm done. Going to the toilet, and sometimes it's at the bottom of the bowl, and sometimes it's floating. I guess so. I don't know. I lay big pipes, so I'm like, I don't, I don't really have those little floaty nuggets that I think you're talking about. It was a big old heavy shit. I've never been like, you know what? I got a shit, and I know exactly what to expect from it. Like, there's always a little bit of a surprise. Sometimes you can guess, but like, the worst would be like, you know, Bo said, shitting in the lake was quality, and next thing you know, you're just swimming in floaties, brown yuck. A brown cloud envelops your body while you're floating in the water because you misjudged what was coming out of your body. It fertilizes the seaweed. No. I mean, no. (laughs) Shit is fertilizer. No, I don't think humans. Fertilize with shit. But I don't think human. human, You can fertilize with human shit. You can cook with human shit, right? Like methane ovens are a thing. Ooh. So it's it's fine. Shit is 100% natural, guys. Organic. But you're eating pepperoni sticks and freaking Pop Tarts or something. Like, it's not like you go in there going, ah, my grass fed open range diet is now on display. So your concern is not that I shit it's just the quality of the shit that I shit. (laughs) Yes! Here was like the advantage because there's a pro to this. It's like having a really big bidet, right? Because like you shit. Maybe you like rub your hand in grab the bar of soap you're done. Like it's so quick it's just clean. There wasn't anything in there. Like it's like swimming in a large bidet. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, even though bidets... You don't swim in the bidet. (laughs) The bidet bidet. The bidet bidet. Bears are eating berries and other animals. I'm eating pepperoni and, you know, <laughs> pepperoni pop tarts. The two if peas someone and- had two cups of water and they were like, all right, this one <laughs> is water from bears, fish, probably chat in this water. Yeah. This one, same deal, but also a human did. Yeah. Bo shat in this. You're the rest getting of animals. one glass of water in the face. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to pick the one that the human didn't shit in. If there's an equal amount of poo, but the sources are different. So you're like the one without bow shit has bear shit of an equal mass. <laughs> then I'm like, what's the difference? Right. I almost rather have my own shit. <laughs> it's like smelling your own farts, right? You're like, oh, I don't mind this so much. You smell someone else's. You're like, what? Who died near? It no. doesn't extend to the actual fecal consumption. I can't, I can't go that far with it. You can shit the in the worst. lake. I mean, we used to shit in the wild before we shit in toilets. Some of those rolled into lakes. Okay. Oh, so There's a okay. lot of things we used to do that we don't do anymore. <laughs> but we can still do it. It's Yes, we still can. That doesn't mean we should. Yeah, I don't think you're allowed to do it. You're not supposed to do it. Let me tell thing. you, 
Let me just assure you, if you had fears about shitting in a lake, it's fine. Okay. Just don't I don't have fears lake. about shitting in a lake. Now I'm afraid of lakes you shit in. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I did not. No, I don't remember the amazing John commentary during that entire discussion. Yeah, the John commentary was the funniest. That part. was really good. That was really good. Amazing. I don't know why I thought it was a good idea to share that. Uh, <laughs> it's shaped everything that uh, has come since. Yeah, that's come since. Yeah. yeah, we are now the we're the Lake Run show. We're changing the name officially. LakeRun.com. <laughs> the Lake Run. Yep. Check the it Lake out. Uh, well done, everybody. That was awesome. Okay, I Thank can't you, believe Jamie, for putting that together. He's amazing. I cannot believe how many people joined our Patreon last week, and I'm going to read yeah. their names, and it's insane. You guys are so great. Um, I don't even know what to say to these people, so I'm just going to read your names. We were joined by Kevin Goldfarb. He just joined today. Alex M. Kevin Alternator. Fall up. Fall. Paul Fortner. Eric. Craig Delane. All Ant. I guess. Is that how you'd say that? Need some help? Well, look at that one. Look at that one on line 81 at the bottom. Alan DT. Oh, is that what it is? Alan DT. All Ant T. Like. I did everyone else so far. There's oh, okay. a lot of ways you could say that. Joshua Devine, Fizzgig, uh, Ryan Wildtrick, Jay Blackwire, Blackwire. Oh, Black this guy. is why I always Black say guy. that I'm just not going to say the full name and just do it. I should just do the first names. All right. How about Schwag or Daniel? I can do him. Daniel Cat, Brimerica, Booms Crash. That's pretty Primerica. cool. <laughs> Uh, John Co- Copage, uh, Neil Jonas, and Brian Walker. You guys are amazing. Thank you so much for joining this week. Yeah. And if you're like, wow, what's the? where's the fire? I'm telling you right now, the best time in the world is now to get in and get into our Patreon because... Let's see. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. I was saying, what's the opposite of an exodus? Like an inks. Inkskidus? Inkskidus? No. I really don't think it's Inkskidus, but I like it. I like where your head's at. Uh, but here's the reason why you want to join. No ads or commercials ever. You get these private feeds, and then we'll never have any of that stuff in there. You'll get pre-show content every single week. So more of this stuff. Post-show as well. And not much as, as much post-show, but mostly pre-show. And other monthly benefits. Yes, that's right. Join today at patreon.com slash core if you haven't already, we would love to see you over there. And don't forget, you can send us your messages. Uh, email, talk to the core at gmail.com. Text and voicemail, 801 471 You can also reach out to us on Twitter. I don't mention these enough. Bo's at Bo Schwartz. I'm at Scott Johnson. John's at under, John underscore Jagger. So that's at John underscore Jagger. And the show is at Core Pod. That's going to do it for us. Hey, Grandma, tell us what we played again so we don't forget. That's right. Some of you have shitty memories, so I'm here to tell you what you missed. If you're thinking, boy, they talked about a lot of video games and I wish I knew what ones they was. Well, Scott played Hi-Fi Rush. That's the game they announced a day ago. And then they said it was out right away. And it's rhythm. Uh, And he played Strange Horticulture. That's the game that's about giving people plants to solve what ails them. (laughs) Or as I like to call it, modern medicine. <laughs> he also played Cult of the Lamb. That's where he's your cute little lamb with a cult of people. Uh, John did uh, owner like Final Fantasy shit. He's still doing it. 
he also played a game that Scott deleted, and now I'm trying to remember. It's called I Commissioned Some Bees Zero. That's what it was. Did I, del- I didn't uh, mean to delete it, did I? How did I do he that? He also briefly mentioned Immortals Phoenix Rising, Steam World Build, and Chained Echoes. So there's, there's that. And Bo's learning to uh, program in Godot or Godot or Godot. <laughs> I don't know. He said it like eight different ways over the course of just one discussion. Not since Han or Han Solo has somebody changed up a name so consistently in a single media program. That's it. That's that's it. Sorry, Grandma. And some Borderlands 3. Don't forget. A little bit of that. Also, I didn't... Yeah, but you didn't let him talk about it. You skipped it. Well, it's he's, like two big news stories, but it's fine. We're he, getting out of here at a reasonable time. I'm not complaining. I also, I don't know who deleted that, but it wasn't me. I just looked at my history. It wasn't me. I don't know how. Uh, bees were there. I don't know who did it. What? Oh. Yeah, someone deleted the bees game. It wasn't me, though. That wasn't me. Was uh, definitely not grandma. Uh, that's it. Thank you all for listening. Thank you all for joining. Thank you, live listeners. We do this every Thursday at 5 p.m. Mountain Time and go as long as it needs. Uh, that's going to do it for us. Thank you all for being here. We'll see you next time. Bye now. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Yes. Get more at frogpants.com. Are you done?